Are we ready to clap? I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah, good enough. All right. Welcome to Filmoscopy, a quaint, quiet, friendly podcast between three friends that pick a movie and they discuss it and review it, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Today we have a special guest host. His name is Mocha Shaker Khan. <laughs> uh, sorry, Alex Dukeshire. How are you doing, good sir? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. We're doing just spunky. We're doing bad now because we had to re-fucking start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we remember, Alex was on our Christmas vacation episode and to date our only guest host. Yeah. So until his, his brother, get, his brother just dipped out on the Twilight episode. I have no idea why. Until we get but. the entirety of corn on the podcast for the next one. Well, we got corn <laughs> on the cob on the table here. Yeah, we do have corn on the cob. Uh, and we uh, got some cornhole over here. I guess we'll go ahead to introduce everybody. Uh, Owen, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, Cody, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Lance, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty shitty. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that other voice came from, but there it is. Um, all right, well, we're doing a first today. We are recording and review. Well, recording. We're reviewing a new release, and we might do this more often because Cody has one coming down the pipe. Yes. Not that pipe. That's kind of gross, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are we are reviewing the 2021 reboot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. And I usually start out, um, at least my episodes, and we kind of like, you know, spitball from there. I'm going to ask, I'm going to start with Alex, and I'll go with Cody, and I'll go with Owen, and I'll go with myself. What was, Alex, your first experience with Mortal Kombat just in general? Um, I think it was my cousins had the game on, I don't know which version of it the game it was, but on Super Nintendo or the N64, one of the two. And I remember playing it at their house, and it was just awesome. Um, at the time, I, I really liked Cyrax because he sent out those little green nets. So whatever game he was in, that was like my first experience and fell in love with the games. Gotcha. That was that's probably MK3, Ultimate 3, or Trilogy, and it's probably on probably 64, I think. Yeah, I think they released on there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Super Nintendo, I think, was just like Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. Yeah, Trilo- Trilogy was only on PlayStation 1. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's been either multi, is either MK3 or Ultimate MK3. Um, that makes sense. That's yeah. Cyrax. Hey, man, I never. I mean, I could figure out the green net, but I never could figure out his teleport. And his teleport was always awesome because he'd explode and then you know like teleport yeah, kind of behind reform. you and reassemble. For yeah. MK3 or for well the MK3 the 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 that was one of his things. But it was like a really complicated. MK3 fucking kicked my ass. Dude. Oh my god. We'll get into that in just a second. <laughs> it's retardedly but. hard. God almighty. Um, All right, Cody. Sir, what was your first experience with Mortal Kombat in general? Uh, So my first experience with Mortal Kombat was I had the first game on the Super Nintendo as a little kid. uh, With no blood? With all the sweat? It was just sweat. (laughs) But as like like a four-year-old kid, I didn't know any better. So, you know, I was just like, oh, this game is fun. And it wasn't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I even played another Mortal Kombat game until Mortal Kombat Trilogy on PlayStation. Damn. 
Yeah. Well, that is a big gap. I mean, I totally get it. Yeah, I, uh, I love Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I mean, I don't like the ninjas, how they look, but I love Trilogy. Uh, Owen, good sir, what was your first experience with Mortal Kombat in general? <laughs> Showing off my age here, uh, my first experience was Deadly Alliance for the Woo! PlayStation oh, man. 2. <laughs> Woo! He was two years old when that game came out. Let's just go ahead and be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, I, th- I think the, so. That's um, the best of the 3D games. Uh, it, it, calm down, Cody. Are you are you being <laughs> I, are you being sarcastic? Or are you being for real? That that's the only 3D one I I ever played. I never played okay. Deception you, or Armageddon. Okay, so. I thought you were being because Deception. Um, I played a little bit of Deadly Alliance first, and I, I was like, dude, this game's pretty cool. You get to kill people and stuff. He <laughs> also talked like uh, uh, Michael Corleone over there. Like, you get to kill people over there. I don't want nothing happening to him while my mother lives. And then when I got a little older, I played uh, Deception, and I just fell in love with Deception. Like, I loved its conquest mode. I loved the little mini games. I loved all the character design, the stage design, like, the music, the tone. Like, everything about it was just so cool to me. And I love Scorpion and Sub-Zero so much, so that's why, like, This is why Owen's one of my friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Well, uh, I believe... I was five years old, playing Mortal Kombat on a Sega Genesis at my grandmother's house. It was my uncle's, and my uncle is like only thirteen years older than me. So if I'm five, he is eighteen at the time. Yeah. So this is coming out right when you know he's going into his late teens and his twenties, and I'm just playing, and I couldn't do shit. He knew one fatality, and that was Scorpion's like. You know, yeah, revealed this goal. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, oh, Ninja took off his mask. That's fucking cool. I don't know what a fucking Ninja is. I'm five years old. <laughs> I, all I know is all I know is professional wrestling at this point, right? Yeah. And um, I just remember like, oh man, this is great. And I remember on the bus, somebody told me the blood code for Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis, which I remember to this day, which is A B A C A B B at the title screen, and it does something. It shakes, and then you have the blood. Because if you didn't, if you did like Kano's like heart rip. His heart would just turn black. It wouldn't drip anything if it had no blood in it. So it was pretty cool. But uh, that was my first experience. And then, you know, with the original movie came out in 95, my grandmother, rest in peace, actually got me the VHS when it came out. Because we didn't go see it in the theaters. I don't know why. Of course, I'm 95, so I'm like seven years old at this point. Seven or eight when it came out. Um, but, yeah, I, I played through all of them. Mortal Kombat 1, I had... Then I got a Sega Genesis that next Christmas and got Mortal Kombat 2 and then 3. And then I got Ultimate 3. And then I actually got Trilogy on the P, my first, the PlayStation. Yeah. And then I ended up getting, like, a PlayStation 2 a couple years later. Then I got Deadly Lines and Deception as they all came out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my experience. It is, it is without a doubt, my favorite video game franchise. All right, this Mortal Kombat movie has been uh, greenlit in production for, I would say, almost ooh, 10 years, roughly. Warner Brothers bought um, the Mortal Kombat studio that was part of Midway when Midway went under in 2008. And then that whole studio just became NetherRealm Studios, which is what it is today. Um, and Warner Brothers was, I guess, interested at some point to do a movie, like from the word go, but they just didn't. Now, fast forward to 2010, uh, Kevin, I'm not going to say his last name right, but Kevin, <laughs> you can say that? Ten, ten 
carry on. Can carry on, Pancherion. He released an eight minute short film called Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which was like the Mortal Kombat story, but completely in real life terms. Like Baraka was a um oh, yeah, I think I remember yeah, plastic that. surgeon, but he inserted oh, swords in his skin. Yeah, it's it's very low budget, but they you know, he had, you know, a a passion for the project. He put up his own like seventy five hundred dollars to make the short. Yeah. And all that. And uh Michael J. White, who plays uh Spawn in the Spawn movie that came out in the late nineties, is actually in the movie playing Jax. And it's it's not bad. It centers around Scorpion, he's supposed to go hunting down Sub Zero and all this other crap and Sonya's in it. Sonya. So that got the attention of Warner Brothers and they announced that he was hired to direct in September 2011 to direct a new feature, a uh, feature-length film, and it was going to be by, on a screenplay, a uh, screenplay by the guy who wrote Rebirth with him. But it was with the intention of R rating, and the shooting was expected to begin March 2012 with a budget of 50, uh, 40 to 50 million dollars. But the you know project was delayed due uh, due to I'm struggling with words today due to budget constraints. So uh, Kevin, I'll just call him Kevin because I'm not going to butcher his last name, started working on a web series, Mortal Kombat Legacy. And it's kind of low budget. I think it's a little more more money than he had for Rebirth. Warner Brothers paid for it, and it's officially licensed by Mortal Kombat. And it's like the first season is like 10 episodes, and it's all like prequel episodes to the tournament. It's introducing every character. There's a two-part episode with Katana and Melina. There's one episode with Jax and Sonya. There's one with Johnny Cage. Two with Scorpion and Sub-Zero. One with uh, Cyrus and Sector. I think it's really well done for what it is. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and that, like I said, that came out in like 2011, I believe. or two that, No, I think 2013. I thought it came out a little around when, I think 2011, because it came out like right after MK9. It might have. Let's see here. Yeah, it it was it was debuted on Machinima's YouTube channel, which is no longer a thing. Yeah. But it, it debuted on April eleventh, two thousand eleven. The second season, which was filmed in two thousand twelve, because he was the director was trying to buy time as they were going through the legal bullshit with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. He did a whole season, and they released it entirely on like one day in two thousand thirteen. I remember, like, oh shit, it was exciting. But then you heard nothing else. And then Kevin actually quit production in October 2013 saying he just got tired of, you know, waiting and all this other crap. So there's literally no news from October 2013 to August 2015 when James Wan signed on as the film's producer. The director, who is a first-time director for this movie, was hired in November 2016... And they got the first uh, first time screenwriter to come in and like redo the screenplay they had already put in there. So uh, it says here on Wikipedia that the script was completed February 2019, so two and a half years later from well, eh, no, well, two hour, two years and like two months from when the director was hired. And then pre production started around May 2019. And so, like I said, this movie was supposed to come out last year, but because of the pandemic. It wasn't able to, and it was released, you know, a week ago. <laughs> so, going through all that stuff right there. Uh, but Mortal Kombat Legacy, 
I, mean, I think it's really well done. And this all comes from the original movie from 95, which was a fucking huge hit yeah. for such a, like, they didn't think it was going to be a thing. That was also a first-time director. Yeah. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, who's done all the Resident Evil movies. Oh, yeah. And Alex knows from Alien vs. Predator as well. <laughs> uh, hey, I like that movie. Don't crap <laughs> huge, on it. Huge that is a good movie. Yeah. It's I, it, okay. It's fun. Come on. It's like this. It's like PG-13. But it's like a fucking yeah. Aliens versus Predators movie. Like, Did he also do Requiem, or was that someone else? No, somebody else. No, sucks. Yeah, yeah that, that was, movie's terrible. Wasn't yeah, that, that Ridley Scott turd. again? No, 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 no. This was like the oh, Cohen, no, not Cohen brothers. Aliens. Some brothers, Scar brothers. Oh, you guys are talking about Aliens versus Predator Requiem. I'm thinking of um, Aliens. Um, fucking You're thinking of Requiem Resurrection. Yeah, Dream. Yeah, I'm thinking of Requiem. <laughs> Requiem of a Dream. Man, that movie. Hey, what crazy. happened to the turkey? Oh, where's the baby? We ain't got no baby. We put a turkey in the oven. Oh, no, the baby. Uh, That's really messed up. Anyway, he did that. Um, I was just going to say that. Um, <laughs> director did that Event Horizon movie, too, which I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that's a crazy movie. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I, I heard of that. I've never seen it. Though. Is that that? Uh, that's that horror movie, right? That's in Yeah, space. in space. Yeah, in hell, like, invades that spaceship. Yeah, exactly. I love that movie. That movie's dope. I think his most recent movie is Monster Hunter, which, based on the previews, looked like a real gem. (laughs) Cody's very genuine with his opinions. We're still still talking about Paul W.S. Anderson, right? Yes. Okay. No, we're talking about Ridley Scott. (laughs) (laughs) He he did Event Horizon, Ridley Scott. He, yeah. But, um... Going back to that, but anyway, like the first movie came out in '95, huge hit. It's a very fun movie, and the story is probably as close to the initial three games as it could be. Yeah. They changed a few things. I mean, Raiden's different, but Raiden was great in this movie, unlike this movie. Yeah, and uh, Shang Tsung was incredible, and I liked every I liked everybody that played everything. It just made like the villain. All the villains were kind of like just throwaway bad guys, like Scorpion. Yeah, everybody Sub-Zero. was like a jobber. Yeah. Everybody was the broken brawler, pretty much. <laughs> um, Sub-Zero was a bad guy in that one, too, right? Yeah. I mean, it, he had the shortest fight of the movie. Yeah. Like, Scorpion had, like, the second best fight. Reptile had the best in that movie, which I is funny because Reptile had, like, yeah. no, like the worst fight in this movie almost. <laughs> uh, it's funny because, like, there's, like, that. Uh, I'll let you go ahead, Cody. No, I was, gonna, I was just going to say I hated Reptile in the in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. I hated, I hated Reptile and I hated Scorpion in the first movie because, like, um... And it's funny because that's going to tie into one of my things like a little later is, is that I think uh, the older – like the, the movie that this podcast is about, um, the one that just came out, it really does Scorpion a lot of justice compared to the first movie, yeah. which is like just mm-hmm. completely throws Scorpion to the wayside and makes him like, you well, know, lame. Yeah, well, I, I get it. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it like once I get through the whole thing, but – the thing is, like, you could say the same thing about the heroes in this movie. Yeah. Like, the first movie did great by the heroes and not by the villains, where this one did awesome by Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and everybody else kind of got yeah, kind of shows back. Yeah, because Liu Kang and Kung Lao kind of get cucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not, like, really... And Liu Kang's very, like, I don't know. I don't even know if he's, like, anything like his counterpart in the games in this movie. That's yeah. just me. He's very well, he's... a noob version of Liu Kang. I actually yes. liked him a lot in this, but I hate the video game version of Liu Kang. So. Yeah, Liu Kang on the video game kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let me just finish with the more common Annihilation, then we'll get in all the opinions and all that. Yeah. Uh, and then 1997, two years later, more common Annihilation came out. 
It's one of the worst movies of all time. I still enjoy it because it has cool costumes and crappy costumes at the same time. And the Luke Kang and Smoke fight is fucking incredible. Like, Smoke in that one is, like, fucking fast as hell like Reptile was in the first movie. Like, yeah. the rep, the human Reptile fight, obviously. I, I honestly don't think I've ever actually fully sat through that movie. Because I don't remember that, but I know I've watched, like, parts of an island. Oh, yeah. I've never seen I, that one, so. Hey, you ain't missing much, but, <laughs> I mean... It's got it's got ninjas fighting, so I'm I'm gonna watch it. Everybody know. was kung fu. Um, rain rain gets real done real dirty in Annihilation. He, I don't even think yeah. it's a fight scene. Like Shao Kahn just like this is your fault, and then throws him into a pit, and that's it. It's like, well, all right. It was purple rain. And purple. you know the thing is, I will give at least not at least because the movie was terrible, but the first two movies they did do the best they could to put a lot of the characters in there. You know, for, you know, like a video game feel. So it did feel like, because the first movie is based off like Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. And then uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is kind of like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 that has the ninjas in it because it's got the shitty costumes. Um, I will say this about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Motaro and his CGI is much better than the Rock CGI as the Scorpion King in Mummy Returns. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I'll say that because Motaro is a half-human torso with a horse ass and Scorpion King is supposed to be The Rock and a scorpion's ass. Sco- and his CGI is terrible compared to Motaro's. It's funny. So they got that, that right. It's funny you make that comparison because I, I just rewatched the Mummy movies a, a few months ago. And I just watched Annihilation for the first time a few weeks ago. And you're spot on. Like, Motaro does look way better. And that's a movie that's, what, like five or six years older than I, I think than it's about movie. four actually 97 2001 okay yeah and then yeah but the scorpion and scorpion king in, in the mummy returns looks like a bad ps2 model it's fucking yeah, just terrible you awful. see you see, it he has pores all of his body but uh-huh. they're like little black dots and it's the rock he even does the rock's eyebrow like it's the funniest fucking thing in the world um so we're talking about the Scorpion King here. Um, no, it's good. <laughs> but uh, and then they had Mortal Kombat Conquest came out a year later after Annihilation, which is like a prequel series that was live action that came on TNT after WCW Monday Nitro in 1998 and 1999. It had like 22 episodes, and it you know it uses kind of like the same costumes from the movies, got different actors, and it's not great. But I mean, it's Mortal Kombat, so I'm going to watch it. Um, let's see, what else? I think there was a cartoon series in 1996. Yeah, he's fucking terrible. Owen just looked him up. Like the Scorpion King. He's terrible. I remember seeing that he looks like a, like, um, the Sims fucking 3 model. God, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, so, let's see here. Yeah, I think that's about it. They had a cartoon series come out in 96. Yeah. Defenders of the Realm. Defenders of the Realm. I still liked it because it was Mortal Kombat and I was a kid, so fuck it. That's, um, yeah, that's, isn't that where, like, Defenders of the Realm is where a lot of the, like, Raiden being, or was that from no, the No, that's movie? from the original movie. Yeah. Because me and Cody will have a, probably a little tizzy about Raiden here in a little bit. But, <laughs> Raiden. Um, so, you know, going into this movie, I guess I'll do kind of a quick beat by beat, not like, you know. I'm not going to be like, hey, well, this is what happened, what Kano said in this scene. Yeah. But uh, the first fucking 13 minutes of this movie is fucking incredible, a Scorpion. Yeah, it's the opening. that they, They've done it a lot of times, but I think it's really cool here. It's better than that cartoon that came out not too long ago. Hey, 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 hey. hey I like hey, more hey. kind of Legends <laughs> of the Scorpion. All I right. mean, yeah, it was a cool cartoon, but I just think that it's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's I, just, think, it's, I think it's, it's a cool it's, cartoon, but, you know, I just think it fucking sucks. 
<laughs> I just think it's fucking trash. I'm ex- I'm happy as a Scorpion fan, and that was always been my guy since I was five years old. And it's not because you know he's easy to play. That I guess that kind of fit into it. I just thought he was a cool looking character. Yeah, it's, it is funny because like, fatality in every Mortal Kombat except I think three. I think, Scorpion's not in three. Yeah, but like in every Mortal Kombat, he's always has like the easiest combos and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think I just think because that spear is such an easy move. Yeah. There. Well, I mean, like you can get all this back back punch and there's a spear. It's like it has to do with a lot of fake outs. But if you're playing against like the AI, they'll like fucking like you can never land the spear. God. The fucking Mortal Kombat AI is such a bitch yeah. in those original <laughs> games. Even in uh, like the PS2 games, like on certain levels, it can get kind of shitty. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you this, like just a quick side story. Mortal Kombat 2. I probably got that Christmas 1994 and a Sega Genesis. Yeah. I never beat that fucking game. Fast forward to 2006 or 2007. I had a Midway Arcade Treasures like variety game that had Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 on it for PlayStation 2. I'm sleeping in my room, and my sister came in to play the game. She wakes me up to tell me she just beat Mortal Kombat 2. I didn't do that in 13 <laughs> fucking years almost. And my sister did it in like two tries with Melina. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I saw my, and I, I still couldn't do it. I didn't beat Mortal Kombat 2 until like, they released the collection on uh, PS3. Yeah. Did you Which, change the difficulty? Fuck you, no. No. <laughs> no it, it does, like, and someone did a review on Mortal Kombat 2, and they said the re, the AI is just ridiculous. You start yeah. fighting Katana, it's fucking over. If Once she's, you like, get to like the third like level, I think God. it gets like shitty. Because as a kid, I can never get past like the second fight. It would take me like four hours to get to Kantaro, and I just could I didn't know how to stop his big stomp. Yeah, I like recently I played MK2, and I think I beat Motaro, but then I got Kintaro. or Kintaro. Motaro is the half that we just talked about. Is he the? Is he the? He's the tiger. Okay, yeah, I think I beat him, God. but then I got to Shao Kahn, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, talking about like terrible character designs in the Mortal Kombat Nine reboot, Kintaro is a four-armed pussycat. Yeah, what's like up, he has like he has whiskers. <laughs> and that's the bad, the worst thing, because he has tiger stripes in MK2. So they do it for this one. He's like completely covered in fur, and he has whiskers. What I keep you? hating the <clears throat> redesigns of Shao Kahn also. Like, yeah, I'm not too big. I just like fan. the way he looks in MK2. He's just like a big, buff, like human dude who's just like such a badass with like a really cool, deep voice. Yeah. And now he's like a weird, like, dragon guy. Yeah, I actually really like, like how he looks dragon. in uh, MK11. Like how he's got like some of that scaly no, skin on his arms and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the <laughs> idea that he's just like this really buff guy who like conquered Outworld. Um. Anyway, the opening scene, like the first, you know, thirteen minutes is incredible. This movie, like, Scorpion has the, What I love about it is if you watch the first movie, there's there's no backstory to Scorpion, and there's not much of like you don't feel bad for him. And even from the word go on the video games. Yeah. He's somebody seeking revenge that can never see his family again. So it is kind of tragic. You just don't know the whole story. And in the in the first, you know, four games, I say three games, and this is including Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and Trilogy, the story is in the bios. And what I liked about the original games is, like, you don't know the, the conclusion of this game, who won it, who's the quote-unquote champion of Mortal Kombat, until the next game comes out. Yeah, when they right. read, when they tell you the story, because there's always an intro story, but everybody has a bio, everybody has their own ending, so you can sit there. Cause I didn't know Liu Kang was the fucking main character of the story until like Mortal Kombat three. 
because you know they that's when they said it in the hey, Luke Kang is the grand champion. I'm like, why the fuck Luke Kang? I hate this dude. <laughs> he's at the whoop. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. I'm like, this motherfucker's a bitch. I'm like, Scorpion's cool, but Ed Boon, the creator of Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's his favorite character, so I win. I thought Luke Kang was cool in like the first two games because he's just like, you know, a, like a kung fu guy. Yeah, he's a rip off uh, Ryu from Street Fighter. No, he's more like a rip off of like Jackie Chan. Oh, does he do the comedy spots? Yeah. <laughs> does he do his own stunts? <laughs> Luke King's like, oh, cut, cut, cut. We can't do the stunts. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. The, the opening scene, uh, Scorpion is with his family. He goes to fetch a pail of water. <laughs> Sub-Zero shows up. I and need two buckets of cum. I'm, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, what, what I loved about the little thing, you know, Sub-Zero shows up. He's really fucking intimidating and kind of creepy when he's talking to him. He's like, "What's Hanzo?" Yeah. And uh, and the one detail I really love about this in the first game, Sub Zero's bio is he is a Chinese ninja, even though ninjas aren't Chinese. That's where they originate from. <laughs> yeah. But he's supposed to be Chinese. Scorpion's supposed to be Japanese. And in this movie, Scorpion and his entire family and clan speak Japanese. Sub Zero and his clan speak Chinese, but Sub Zero has the ability to speak Japanese. So it's really cool that they they kept the whole Chinese Japanese thing. Even though he's walking around to these Japanese people speaking Chinese, asking where Hanzo is. Oh no, no, no! See, the thing is, he was asking if you if you notice he when he was speaking to Hanzo's family, he was speaking Japanese. Yeah, he switches well, over to Japanese. Well, yeah, well, when he first walks up, walks up to him, he speaks Chinese first, and then and well, then, no, no, then he changes to Japanese. Yeah, no, well, I mean, because I just watched it last night. Uh, what he said was, he comes in the room, looks around, he goes, he's not here in Chinese. And then he looks at him and goes, where's Hanzo? So he was kind of speaking to himself out loud in that moment. He does speak they, English. Then they looked at Sub-Zero and said, out with your mom, that's where. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking you fucking mom, icicle. Idiot. Uh, he's like, no, stop. <laughs> but, but then, you know, Scorpion runs up. And like I said, they played it out really well in the Mortal Kombat 9 reboot game and in Legends. What I really enjoyed, um, the whole thing is like you see the tragedy, his family dies. Scorpion fucks some uh, Lin Kuei members up, which is kind of cool. And there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple choppy edits in the fighting, in the, which, you know, they had to yeah. do like CGI blood in some of the spots and then do real blood. I like the, cool. the blood effects, though, the way they just like splashed off of them, too. Like, yeah, that shit really was cool. Kinda, yeah, the, gore, video the gore was really good. I liked the gore and the special effects in this movie a lot. Yeah. It's just like the video game. Yeah, like it's very over the top. Yeah, yeah and exactly. The, the ice special effects in these opening scenes are just like, <laughs> you know, they look really good. I like it. Like when his hand turns to ice and he's like, you know, manipulating it. it yeah, just, and it hurts though because yeah. he hasn't mastered his power yet, he's which saying, is really fucking ah, cool. Yeah, awesome. it was really interesting how he, he could barely, yeah, move the ice off of his hand to, to kill him like he wanted to. That shit was fucking awesome. And then, um, of course, Hanzo... Look, Hanzo knows who it is, though. He says, you know, Behind, which is Sub-Zero's real name. And, uh, which was only established in Mortal Kombat 9 is when they actually gave the Sub-Zero brothers real names. Then, uh, you know, Sub-Zero's talking to him in Chinese, but kind of just talking to himself and mocking him, in a way. Because you know, Scorpion goes, I don't understand your words. I don't understand you. I don't understand with Master Splinter. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And then they got, uh, of course, you know, the fight happens, which is a good little fight. Yeah. Gory as shit, though, man. Uh, 
Bihan shoves the spear in the scorpion's stomach and kind of rips up. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. There's a couple spots I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting the first. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to get that fucking, like, you know, gory, which is great with me. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then, you know, Sub-Zero kills Scorpion, which was really fucking cool when he, he stabbed that, um, the kunai, yeah. the little spear thing in his shoulder or in his collarbone. And Scorpion does the whole little thing. He's like, remember this face. And as Scorpion's passing out, Sub-Zero just shoves it in a little bit more. Shaves He's like, fuck kid. you. Scorpion kisses him on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll always love you. <laughs> remember this face. <laughs> and then, um, and I talked about it with Owen, like, you know, Sub-Zero goes away. He speaks English for some reason. <laughs> Even which, though, yeah, it's like 1600s, like, Japan. He's like, for the Lin Kuei. For the Lin Kuei. <laughs> he says it in an American accent. <laughs> He's like, for the Lin Kuei, you fucking asshole. Like, I gotta get back in traffic. <laughs> hey, I'm fucking walking here. Come on, I gotta get back to Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, but, and then the scene, you know, Scorpion hears his baby crying. And he crawls to it. And there's one scene, not one scene, uh, one thing they missed out on. When Scorpion's crawling back to the house, of course, and he's puking up blood, and the blood's coming everywhere, and he's crawling to get to the baby that's crying, they should have shown a shot of him looking at like his family frozen again, because it just shows him. They don't show his family again. Yeah. I think that's like the one thing missing in that whole opening sequence, like him just seeing that as he dies, because it kind of you know he passes out, and then the hellfire. Yeah, that would have sold his, um, you know, how torn up he was about the right. yeah. a little more. Yeah. But uh, so wait, what, so how are you guys feeling the first like thirteen, fifteen minutes of this movie? Uh, Owen, I'll go with you first. Okay. Um, yeah. Said, okay, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Owen. I, Very informative. These, uh, this was you showed me the link uh, before this movie came out where they had released these fifteen minutes for seven minutes or for seven minutes. Yeah. Um, just by <laughs> itself, and that's really what had made me kind of hyped for this movie because I thought it looked really good. Um, like this was just such a cool sequence to have and it really did like you know the sub-zero and scorpion like uh story just Mm -hmm. a lot of justice alex what did you think sir um i was a little bit of the opposite way that i didn't watch the seven minutes um i wanted to keep it kind of fresh for when i watched the full movie but i liked i liked it a lot it really uh, showcased that this was going to be the main story so i I, I liked that. Of course, you don't see Scorpion again for a long while, but <laughs> it was nice that we, you know, we got a good fight between the two of them. So I, I liked it. Uh, Cody, good sir. Uh, I'm the same as Alex. I didn't watch the seven minutes either when they released it. I, th- I feel like it had a real emotional impact. Um, you know, at the end when so, or it's, it's not Sub Zero, Scorpion's crawling, trying to reach his baby, and he doesn't make it. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably the best scene in the movie in my opinion mm-hmm. i i totally agree and that's nothing against the rest of the movie it's just really fucking well done i feel like that's kind of a weird thing with mortal Kombat is is that i feel like a lot of people have like i feel like you can get a lot more emotional drama and you know stuff out of the scorpion and sub-zero plot line which i think is why a lot of the games just have such games and like a lot of the uh you know, movies and video games and stuff just have such a focus. Because, like, they always open up with, like, this, you know? They mm-hmm. always open up with, like, Sub-Zero killing Scorpion. Or it, it always plays some kind of, like, more important part than, it like, it did in the games, you know? Yeah, well, you know, if you play the first game, 
Everybody seems like kind of neutral as powers wise. Nobody seems yeah. more powerful than one. You kind of like, oh, this yeah, is cool. You don't have has a set like story. The same yeah, kind of like equal backstory because it's just a fighting game, you know. So everybody has, yeah. has like have like an like interesting like backstory. And the first couple games are like that, but I, you know, everybody is always drawn to at least initially the ninjas fighting. That's if you anybody that knows Mortal Kombat or have heard of it, they know oh Scorpion Sub Zero, yeah, the fire and ice, right. you know, uh, ninjas, and. You think it's just like the design? Like I think it's just like, oh, it's ninjas that have different colors yeah. and they have opposite powers. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like, as simple as like when I was a five-year-old kid, it's like, oh, the yellow ninja, he blows fire. That's cool. Yeah. And the Sub-Zero guy, like I, I read the bios and Scorpion was trying to avenge his death from Sub-Zero, so I instantly didn't like Sub-Zero at that point. Just, yeah. you know, from a kayfabe point, point of view. Yeah. Um, it's like me not liking Rick Rude when I was a kid watching wrestling matches against the Ultimate Warrior. But Rick Rude's an incredible performer, and yada, yada, yada. He was good at his job. Sub-Zero's a great bad guy. Yeah. I know that's something you're going to have a problem with later on, probably. But go ahead, Cody. What I mean, I, especially looking at the original game, I mean, when you look at that character select screen, there's seven, there's seven playable characters, and most of them just look like regular people. I mean, Sonya, yeah. Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, they look like regular people. So really the standouts in that original lineup are Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Raiden, I think. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it's it's like, oh, this guy can do lightning or whatever. So This guy's wearing a hat, you know. Yeah, it's as simple as it sounds goofy, but it's as simple as that. Oh, that guy's got a hat. I wonder if he takes his hat off or whatever. You find that out with, you know, Kung Lao later on in Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, we'll get into Kano because his design's way different. But, you know, they took Kano's initial design in MK1 literally from Terminator 2. Yeah. Like with the metal eye when Arnold's got the eye showing. I know Alex just watched those movies recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, so he, when at the very end before he dies, when he's got that metal eye exposed on his right eye, that's literally what Kano was, they took that from. It was like, oh, that's a cool look. We'll take that. They loved it. They, a lot of the stuff they took, like, you know, the Cyrax and Sector were kind of based off of the Predator costume with the dreadlocks and everything. And uh, like Raiden and um, Scorpion are actually based off actual. Uh, legends of Japanese lore and stuff like that. So it had a lot of authentic stuff put into the original games, and it just kind of grew from there, like a an erection, yeah, of popularity. <laughs> <laughs> um, Filled so with we get blood to probably oh, until it. Oh yeah, so, there, well, there's a lot of blood and oh, semen. Big blood. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of blood and semen in these movies, uh, <laughs> especially Johnny oh, Cage's shit. nut punch. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Oh, Johnny Cage was also based off John Claude Van Damme in the original yeah. game too. So. The kickboxer, yeah, yeah. Didn't they actually yeah. want John Claude Van Damme to play him? But yeah, he's he, like, no, guys, sorry, I'm playing in the Street Fighter of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh boy, he made a bad choice. But then that's where they got the nut punch and the the failed actor. This was kind of like kind of acknowledging poking fun at John Claude. So, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so we get to the. I will defend this character because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know the backstory. Cole Young, um, and it shows you know he's got the the standard is like the washed up MMA fire because MMA is somewhat prevalent. Yeah, prevalent is that the word? Prevalent. 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 Yeah, I don't know why I excuse the V for L. Prevalent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> prevalent. Um, so it goes to the whole thing. He's kind of down on his luck. He's on the tail end of his career, even though he's like a fucking gorgeous 32-year-old Asian man. Yeah, 
with a beautiful head of hair. I thought that, like um, this guy's like like I've had a full MMA MMA career, guys. My face is beautiful. He looks like he's like the actor. Looks like he's like eighteen or twenty. No, he looks like he's like twenty two or twenty three. He doesn't even look like a grizzled young vet. Yeah, that's something for Alex. A grizzled. So young an, vet. an interesting fact about this actor: apparently, he auditioned to play Shang Chi in the upcoming Marvel movie Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and mm-hmm. he was turned down. And I guess because of that, it led to him being able to get this role. Because I'm pretty sure they filmed about the same around the same time. Yeah, I think so. He also is he's played in Deadpool too. He plays a character in that. I was and gonna say I thought he other things. looked like that guy. What'd you say, Alex? I was gonna say I thought he looked like that guy from from Deadpool too. Deadpool. Yeah, 2. That, that, <laughs> that he's played in a couple other things. That's the the thing I knew him from. Like when I saw him on his Wikipedia page, I'm like, oh, okay, I recognize that dude. Um, yeah, he gets his ass kicked. Um, I he has a it... vision of Scorpion. So, go ahead, go, uh, Alex. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I thought like the idea of him being this MMA fighter who wouldn't defend himself like I, it, it was really interesting because that's you know pl- especially when you're young playing Mortal Kombat you don't defend you just try to beat the other person up as much as you can so it was kind of like a good analogy for the you know somebody playing the game. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I thought the story was is that he was supposed to wasn't he supposed to. How, what the fuck? Take a fall? Or what, take well, a they said take a fall, but he was in there fighting to win. Uh, so, you know, they just, they just said, put up a good show. Then the, the guy who actually is the referee just kind of assumes he's going to get his ass kicked anyway. Yeah. What, so, what is it's kind of like thrown together. But What is everyone's opinion about this character? He has a beautiful head of hair, and he's beautiful. I think he's boring, and like it would have been more interesting to have an actual like just put Johnny Cage in. Well, or make yeah. like, get into Johnny Cage here in a minute, but. or make like Liu Kang the main character or something. I don't know. Come on, another. yeah, I, I don't, I don't like his character at all. I think I agree with you, Owen. He's boring, and later when his powers revealed, it's like they couldn't think of anything better than this. It, it just all seems yeah. sort of lame. Well, have you seen everybody on the internet's always like, oh, it's plot armor, like literal plot armor? <laughs> well, to me, to me, it it really comes off as like we we I, I guess everyone has heard that the the studio is are the ones that made them put this character in the movie. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's the, a studio mandate. I don't know the yeah. exact. I know because um, I've heard so much stuff. Like I've heard that like, okay, so the studio wanted was it the the director didn't want a white lead. I think. Was. No, well, that was what the producer says, but you have Kano and Sonya who are white, so I think he was just trying to, like, play up to the just the, the woke culture okay. thing. Which, I mean, I don't have a problem with. I'm just saying. But, he made it sound like it was, like, intentional. If you watch this movie, there's nothing intentional about leaving out a white person. Yeah. Like, at all. I mean, like... I mean, yeah. they wanted to have that connection to Scorpion, so... Yeah. yeah. But, and the thing is... Go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry. Because I, I know a little bit about the backstory. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen that in an interview, one of the writers had said that the studio mandated this character be put in. And watching it, it really does come off like he's just a bad fan fiction character. Like some yeah, some just... guy got on Reddit and made a, a a post about some character he dreamt up, and it's it's doesn't he doesn't fit with the rest of the cast. He's... He's cool. He has metal armor, and it, it's um, it looks like paper mache, and and I can't remember what the name Goro. of those weapons are that he uses. Uh, they're like yeah. the the little officer, like the cop. There's like a baton, and then yeah. there's like a little sword thing. He's got on the other side. Yeah, I don't remember what they're called. I think yeah. it's something with a B or something. It, but it, I mean, it's just lame all around. In my from opinion. from the original script that was written, 
to what the screenwriter inherited and had to put in it. He said it was a a, a mandate from the studio. But the original script that was leaked, and I've listened to a couple fan podcasts that have talked to somebody who's seen the original script, and you know, somebody who's like a a Reddit leaker, Uh you know, one of those things. Yeah. The original script, this Cole Young, he had a different last name, but it was Cole was supposed to be like a reincarnation of Scorpion and then Scorpion's soul or some crap like that was supposed to merge with him they were going to fight Sub-Zero at the end so they were going to completely fuck up Scorpion's lore for this new character because I, I think they figured have a little Scorpion polish on people are going to love the new character Yeah. so this screenwriter but made that this, would just take down both the characters like the, yeah it would just it would have pissed of me off I would have hated it <laughs> yeah. so for me this screenwriter made the character as least offensive to the Mortal Kombat lore as he could but he which just, I appreciate yeah and that's true but he comes out feeling so plain for it which I is mean, fine hopefully they kill him off the next movie yeah, yeah but, I was going to say know, it. They, I hope the next movie won't. opens with him being killed off <laughs> damn Cody calm down dude like Johnny Cage <laughs> just throws like a shadow ball through his chest or something <laughs> Johnny Cage punches. He doesn't do a shadow so ball, hard. Cody. That's an energy thing. He's got a shadow kick. Come on, man. Oh, I ain't gonna fucking talk Come about on, this. Cody. Whatever. The fuck, dude? <laughs> dude? I know so much about Mortal Kombat. You cannot sit there and fucking skip out that's, shit like that. It's fucking bullshit, bro. You know what? Hey, I'll be. Fuck I'm the nerd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, you want? We got a new podcast opening. Alex, would you like to join? <laughs> Back onto the subject of Cole Young. We gotta see if Alex like, is gonna take his place. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, Alex, do you, do you want to be Cole Young in the next movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me go lose a couple MMA fights, and I'll be right there. <laughs> What's well, funny, you know, Alex when he smiles, his eyes kind of squinch up, so he looks kind of Asian. <laughs> you just have to smile oh, the whole man. time. <laughs> Alex is a really happy Asian. Guy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, in the sequel, the character's a lot happier this time around, he's and he's smiling. got brown hair instead of black. It's <laughs> <That's> very strange. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you can tell because in most of the scenes that he's in, he's just, like, in the background. Like, you know, like, he doesn't really, like, interact with the character, like, characters in any, like, real meaningful way. It's really stupid. Like, he asks stupid questions. Hey, they misspelled Mortal Kombat. What's that? <laughs> yeah, you know, he, stupid he's shit like just that. about getting interactions between the other characters, like, that bridging those. That's all he's yeah. there for. Yeah. From how it was put from the producer and director, he is the normal person putting the quarter into the arcade machine to play Mortal Kombat. Get your, your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. that's why he, I kind of think... He does get his ass kicked, too. That, uh, you know, him not being anyone who defends... I, I really feel like that was intentional because it really feels like a player playing the game. Yeah. yeah. So I think that part, really, if you sit there and kind of look at it, like, okay, that's kind of cool. I, I, do, I do agree that this character isn't good, but if you had put Johnny Cage in his place, I think Johnny Cage's performance would have... Uh, suffered from Kano's performance and vice versa. Yeah. yeah I don't think Kano would have been as funny if Johnny Cage was in here cracking jokes. Yeah, because Johnny Cage would have taken basically like Kano's spot in like the yeah. the group. Yeah, it would have had like, to be a totally different story. And Kano yeah. ended up being the best character of the movie, so. Uh, well, funniest character. I'd say Sub-Zero's the best character. That's just my opinion. I mean, Sub-Zero's cool in this movie, but I don't think he has, like, much of a... I mean, he's, like, a cool badass, but, like, his character is... Well, really that's like, all you need, though. I mean, <laughs> it's I like watching Goldberg he's come in like and fuck a, somebody up for, like, 30 seconds, and that's yeah. it. Man, I'm, I'm and done. this is going to lead, I guess, into, like, the kind of... Mythologies. My, yeah. com- <laughs> We're doing a more kind of mythology Sub-Zero movie. This is going to be why. Because <laughs> I used to not... I've come around to it, but, like, when I first watched the movie, I, I always had this thing about Sub-Zero, like, the original Sub-Zero always being, like, portrayed as just, like, this pure evil dude who just does, like, evil shit just for, like, the fun of it. Like, 
Because in the original games, he's just like this kind of neutral character. Who, well, like, let's do this for context so people don't get confused if they listen to us. Okay. In the first game, the Mortal Kombat 1, that Sub-Zero is the Sub-Zero that's in this movie. Yeah. From Mortal Kombat 2... He dies, like, older, the original Sub-Zero dies in the first game. Yeah, he dies, in the story-wise, he dies in the first game by Scorpion's hand. Scorpion gets his revenge. Yeah. In Mortal Kombat 2 and on, the Sub-Zero that's in the games is the younger brother Sub-Zero. Yeah. And, and he's, then, a, he's a good guy. The yeah, guy. he's a good guy. He's just trying to find out what happened to his brother in the second game. And in the third game, he's trying to save his buddy Smoke, who got turned into a cyber Lin Kuei. Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, which is a game that came out on PlayStation and N64, is a prequel to Mortal Kombat, and that's also the original Sub-Zero. You find out in Mortal Kombat Deception that they retconned the story of Noob Saibot, which is the Black Shadow Ninja, that Noob Saibot is actually the original Sub-Zero re-resurrected like Scorpion was, but in his own form. Yeah. So they kind of retconned it, but Noob Saibot's in all the games from like Mortal Kombat 2 onwards too as a secret character. So Noob Saibot is the original Sub-Zero that's in this movie. And if you notice, Sub-Zero's costume in this movie is a dark blue, but mostly black. So yeah. it's kind of like a, a hint towards Noob Saibot as well. He comes back in the next movie as Noob Saibot. Uh, he's going to have to. Yeah, probably. He's fucking awesome. But yeah, go back. So I just want to make sure we explain the yeah, Sub-Zero thing. Some go ahead about the Sub-Zero bad guy thing. So yeah, in the original game, it's like he's more of a neutral character who can like, you know, he does some bad stuff just for his own benefit. But he's like, you know, just kind of like a rogue, I guess. But for some reason, um, in like recent Mortal Kombat lore and like you know the movies and stuff they try to portray him like they always put him into this like bad guy role like he's just like a jobber for these bad guys you know yeah well I mean Cody I, Alex has played the games too but me and Cody were the ones like played together so I have more of experience with Cody like all the bad guys are like fucking jobbers yeah like and if you play the story modes MK9 10 11 you're always a good guy you're and always, you always fighting like, the same guys over and over again yeah, yeah. and like Goro's a fucking jobber after the first fight. You f- you literally play as Cyber Sub Zero MK9 and you beat Goro and Kataro in a handicap match. Right, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, okay. Um, but yeah, like the whole Sub Zero thing. If you look at the the original bios in the original game, Sub Zero and Scorpion are both considered neutral. Yeah, Scorpion is just coming back to get his revenge, but Sub Zero is the one that actually killed Scorpion in cold blood. So. It's almost like, I mean, when Scorpion died, he went to hell, which is the nether realm. Yeah. So he wasn't no saint, but it's always been, to me at least, Scorpion was neutral, you know, fighting for what he wants, but he also kind of leaned good because he eventually became the younger Sub-Zero's protector in the story. Yeah. Sub-Zero, since he's a cold-blooded killer and doing anything for I don't money, think he he's was... always neutral but leaning kind of evil. I don't know. I just always saw it more like, you know, I, they were warring clans, so it's like, you know. Yeah. But I'm talking about the whole Sub-Zero thing. Like, he's a, he's an assassin. Like, he's yeah. there literally to kill Shang Tsung because he got paid to do it. He's not doing it as good of his heart yeah. in the original story. Right. That's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. But, but... I mean, they, yeah, you know, that doesn't make him like, you know, he's not like some big bad because in this movie they just bombard the general yeah he's like the big bad in this movie basically <laughs> yeah like he he overshadows Shang Tsung yeah well like, that's because the Shang Tsung actor is not that good <laughs> yeah well, for, they, he's they, not good for this character the Shang Tsung actor wasn't good and they also didn't write Shang Tsung very well yeah he and had Shang Tsung cool and Raiden they really kind of screwed yes. up yes me and Cody are going to have a, like a little argument here in a few minutes probably about Raiden which um, one of you wait because Cody, Cody doesn't like 
the original Raiden, Christopher Lambert, in the yeah. movie. I do. I like uh, Christopher Lambert. I thought he was all right. Yeah. yeah. He's hilarious, but Cody doesn't like him, so we're going to have a little discussion when we get to Raiden. Well, yeah, oh, Raiden fuck. shows up. Owen, you don't have to You don't have to agree with Lance just because he's sitting next to you. He won't hurt you. We're holding hands. <laughs> we're exchanging protein strands. You have a better idea, he does let have, me know. He does have a gun up to my head, so. <laughs> you fucking better say you like the Highlander as Raiden. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's Christopher Lambert was okay. I don't. Well, the thing is, like, going back to because you know, Raiden shows up. We I forgot to mention when Hanzo dies and his body goes to hell. Raiden shows up to get the baby, and it's actually really cool. I like the design. Raiden's costume, the lightning looks doesn't look and he's fake. Like, oh, baby, <laughs> it's a little baby. Oh, it looks like the fucking. He's like, oh, my finger. It reminds me of the opening <laughs> to Kung Pao Enter the Fist, where like the old master guy sees the baby. We got to like, watch this movie eventually. Yeah. It's just, it's a spoof kung fu movie. This dude superimposed himself on. And oh wow! It's really fucking. It's really it's <laughs> it kind of like it's... Naked Gun funny almost, but probably not as good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Woof. It's really dumb um, funny. Anyway, but you know, Raiden showed up. He looked cool. I like like his whole getup. Yeah. He's Japanese, so he's um, authentic to the original intention of the story, and the lightning looked awesome. I thought his eyes were kind of weird. Like, he had, you know, the lightning eyes, but he also had pupils in them. I'm like, we could have just done completely, like, clear eyes like he is in the game. Don't give him pupils. But, you know, other than that, the design of Raiden was really cool. This Raiden in this movie has no fucking personality. He's no. just a grumpy old bastard. He's like, oh, I hate Earth I mean, it, it fucking it, sucks. Even the part when um, he's like, I thought you couldn't help. Uh, he, like, kind of smirks. Like, it, that's barely anything. Like, he has no personality. He smirks because you just shit his pants. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you smell that? <laughs> I thought you couldn't help. Hey, Baby uh, he made a duty. Uh, at least you could, like, superimpose. Like, he turns over and looks at him. He's like, do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> he's like, I just shit my pants. <laughs> he acts like he kind of shit his pants this movie. He's like, I keep wiping and wiping. It just keeps there. I'm fucking so mad. He's like, I just got fucking uh, wet ass. Well, anyway. Going back to the Cole Young, we just got to get to the like, plot. <laughs> anyway, so Jax shows up. He goes, man, I like the dragon tattoo, which I fucking hate about this movie. It's the oh, little yeah, dragon tattoo shit. So stupid. The chosen bullshit or whatever. Yeah, and the Arcana like, thing is really fucking stupid. Yeah, there's so much, like like we were saying, there's just so much that this movie like does great, but also like bad. Yeah. The, know, th- the thing is, the things that they a, do bad. You don't need Go a ahead, reason Alpha. for these people to be in this tournament or a reason for them to have these powers. Like it's, they're trying to explain stuff that nobody cares about needing that kind of an explanation. Yeah. Jax could have just been like, you were a good fighter, man. You'd be so great in this tournament, but he wasn't. Let me jerk you off. He was Uh, constantly getting his ass kicked. Well, in this one, he was a former MMA champion. Yeah. Pay attention. Thank you. Just watch it today. Did you see who or hear who he beat for the title too when he was champion? Oh yeah. Eddie Tobias, which is Ed Boone and John Tobias put together. Which I thought was like, oh, okay, Eddie Tobias, I get it. Because yeah. you always hear like the you know the noob side out, which is Boone and Tobias backwards, so they just kind of took that. I wonder if John Tobias like the, isn't he like completely hands off with like Mortal Kombat? He, yeah, he left in '98, uh, so but he's still good friends with them. Like, yeah, they grew up together. Like when they started working on the first game, I think Ed was 22 and he was 21. Yeah, so they kind of grew up as friends while working on the first like four games. But yeah, and he, I mean, he, you know, he kind of congratulated the movie. Ed has been really quiet about the movie, but yeah. I, I guess I kind of I've get. heard him, the only thing I've seen him, like, he, like, retweets some of, like, the Miz's, like, I want to be Johnny Cage. He's like, I can't, I can't go argue with that. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think I, he, I Miz would have a big enough personality for it. You, uh, someone, uh, the actor that played Kano said, uh, said that if he could pick who played Johnny Cage, he would pick uh, James Marsden, which I feel like is a way better fit for that character. Yeah, I can James see that. Franco. You know who James Marsden is, Owen? No. That's Cyclops in the X-Men movies. That guy? He's played in a lot of other shit, though. You just can't. He's in that Sonic either. the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Okay. I got you. I can see that'd be a really good pick. Hopefully, they bring Kano back too. And uh, like I said, we'll get to dead. that. Hopefully, well, they bring can... Natara back because they did her dirty with her big boobs. Hey, she had no big <laughs> boobs. What? <laughs> Melina had the big boobs in this movie. Oh yeah, you're right. Natara was like the skinny little white girl. It was like, look, get away. You know, it's fine. I'm just not into that. I need he's thick. Like, oh, she's so beautiful, dragon lady. Oh yeah, he's like, I she's so beautiful. Be- Cabal's like. Yeah, the real the screech is a real turn on. He's like, oh, she's so bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is just like a whole scene. It's just well, saying, she, I will it's just, I'll admit when when Natara showed up, I I kind of like popped for it because Natara was one of my favorite characters in Deadly Alliance. And really? then like five but minutes had, later, Cody she's blacked out for like four years. Cody goes, I played Deadly Alliance and I blacked out, and then I played MK versus DC. So he missed all the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did like. I mean, they. Picked some characters from different like eras of the yeah. games, which I thought that was cool. Like General yeah. General Rico or whatever, who looked like a big that, no, yeah. yeah. Rico hey, that no one fucking cares about. Cody is gonna know who this guy is too. I know Alex will. Nathan Jones plays him. He used to be a wrestler for oh, WWE. Yeah. I remember him. When he, he was supposed to be in a match at WrestleMania nineteen, teaming up with Undertaker versus A Train and Big Show. They literally wrote him off of the match pre show because he fucking sucked in the ring. <laughs> and he left wrestling like later on that year and has actually got into Hollywood and like he's played in a lot of movies. Like, hey good for you, dude. I just thought of it. Cole Young is like fucking he's like Tavon or like Cobra from fucking Armageddon and Deception. Like that's how generic he is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Remember, bring up Tavon here in a little bit. Okay. When we get to it. All right. So you kind of go. You, you get these little quick little backstories with like Cole. The fucking awesome scene that's in the trailer, but it's even better in the movies when Sub Zero shows up and he's doing like the fucking huge chunks yeah. of ice raining down on people. That fucking was just like awesome. Like okay. over and over again. I'm like, fuck Bef- you. Dude. Before we move on, there's something that's been uh that was I thought was really <laughs> but when okay, so through when I first watched this movie, I thought that Cole Young and um that little girl, I don't remember what her name oh, was. Oh, you thought that was his little sister. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I did too. And then he kisses Come here, like, mommy. Yeah, he kisses <laughs> Though it zooms in on the kiss uh, of the character who I thought was his mom. <laughs> and then, like, it, it was, like, a really, like, sensual kiss. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, I, I, it took me, like, a second to put two and two together. And I was like, oh, wait. That's his, like, wife or something. <laughs> Come here, mommy. Oh, I'm in a bad oh, boy. I also, with, boy. The, with his daughter being, like, his corner man in the fight. And he's, like... Um, in this submission where this guy's gonna break both his arms and his daughter's like, Don't tap out, don't tap out. <laughs> yeah, there's just such She's a like, like, Dad, you're such a pussy. Yeah, the way they write it, it's just such like that's such like a brother sister relationship and that's what really threw me off. Yeah, it's very generic that part. I was, yeah. like I said the the parts of the movie, like the more comment lores what when it not the character lore is really well done in this movie. Everything else is kinda like <clears throat> it's yeah. a first time yeah. screenwriter. I can't get mad at it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can't sit there and just shit on some guy because he, he did. They weren't expecting much from this movie. They just wanted to make money with it. Yeah. It only had a 55 million dollar budget. 
which is not a lot for a sci-fi movie, fantasy. Yeah, with all and, that uh, CGI. I love it. That's good. <laughs> we're about to we're about to hold hands, guys. It's gonna be a moment. Um, <laughs> but the whole Sub Zero thing, and then you know Jacks, which I have to like crack up at, is when Jacks goes, uh, "Dude, you got a gold coal. You want your family on a fucking slab in the morgue?" <laughs> I'm like, everybody's cussing in front of this it's little girl. Just so vulgar. He's like, you want your family fucking fucked in every orifice by pineapple dick demons? <laughs> <laughs> then you better get the fuck out of here. It's like there's a lot of cussing in front of this little girl. It's like, what the fuck is going on with these people? Of course, I do cuss too, but I try not yeah. to do it around kids. But the whole Sub Zero thing, like, you know, him disappearing into the building from the street was fucking sweet. Yeah. And then the whole thing, him fucking jacks up. I will say this the 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 musical piece they play for Sub Zero, the like, dum, dum, that kind of like really bass drum thing, yeah. that, it's like really ominous. That shit's fucking awesome. Like it makes some girls like fucking five foot really one. Good. Yeah, I mean, you know Joe Taslim's like he's probably like five foot five. Being all serious, he's a short dude. Yeah. But he, he made Sub Zero, and the way they shot it from the camera made him look more imposing. And then the whole like you know when he ripped, uh ripped. When he froze Jax's arms, and then, you know it exploded. That shit was cool. And he just yeah, kind of pushes really them dope, off. Yeah, and he hit that fucking uh, bridge beam or whatever in that building. Like, Bam, that concrete. I'm like, that was fucking sweet. Oh. Have you all seen the meme of the different uh, Jax iterations explaining how their arms <laughs> were removed? And then it's like Jax from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like, you all lost your arms? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, somebody was explaining this. You know, I was watching some video, like, not too long ago, but it's been a while. From You know, it wasn't like yesterday. But he talked about how Jax lost his arms. In the original games... Jax had cybernetic enhancements put on his arms. So he never lost his arms, technically, because he even has it in Deadly Lions. He has a a really bad gangsta-looking <laughs> uh, alternate costume, but he has <laughs> regular arms. Costume, yeah. yeah, he has regular arms, though. So it wasn't until Mortal Kombat 9 that you saw his, his arms get exploded, so you have to replace them completely. His robot arms in like, Deadly Lions looked like shit, dude. Yeah. Look- well, Deadly Lions, like I said, they were just kind of... They were putting their feet back into it. They had went five years without a game at that yeah. point. It's just funny because Deadly Lines has some really good designs and some really terrible ones. Yeah, that's the whole 3D era, too, unfortunately. Sub-Zero looks like shit on some of his costumes and incredible on the other ones. Yeah. So. yeah. But anyway, you're going, like, sorry. Uh, but anyway, we get to that. Uh, Cole and Sonya. Hey, well, he meets Sonya. He's like, I got to go meet her. His wife's like, you're crazy. Don't do this. Like, no, and I'm like, how far away is Indiana? He's like, you got to go to Indiana and meet Sonya. And he just drops his family off at the house. He's like, they won't find us here. Like, he's found you at the fucking, like, Dairy Queen where you were eating at. Tasty freeze. <laughs> and, also- and he's like, you want a frosty? With, not frosty. What's that thing? Uh, blizzard. You want a blizzard with fucking <laughs> ice storm? <laughs> that really fits. I also thought it was... Um, interesting that he's like uh sub-zero finds follows them over to where they drive in the van and then he's like you know what just take Jax tells him just take the van and get out of here and sub-zero instead of going after this untrained guy is like well let me just beat up Jax really quick like he easily could have just followed cole young now i wonder i mean of course it's like a whole plot thing but i wonder if sub-zero didn't know that he was a chosen warrior because he said the the prophecy is not a real thing i killed hanzo he's a ghost yeah, there is no bloodline. So maybe he thought he had already killed the bloodline. He was just hunting Jax at this point. So, But if you notice when Cole drives off 
it looks like he goes to drive and then goes in reverse. Like he, he it sounds like he went, goes down. You when you go down like on the the gear shift, it's like pop pop pop, and you're in drive. He did it like multiple times, and then it just went in reverse. I'm like, what the fuck kind of vehicle is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sub Zero, fucking badass. He has, and you know the whole thing. I guess I should uh, touch on that too. The Scorpion Sub Zero taking place in sixteen seventeen. 1600 and in the real games real games in the fake games <laughs> in the unrealistic games scorpion and sub-zero are like they're like 32 years old yeah. is what the original thing was so it happened recently what happened to scorpion they it's just funny yeah because like the games have like this like have like because they just portray like china and japan like it's still feudal <laughs> yeah, and this thing right here, which is... I mean, I get it, and they did that in Mortal Kombat Legacy, and it's kind of a holdover. Yeah. But I think it was still more like present day instead of like 1600s. And a lot of people were like, yeah, they really messed up the Scorpion story. I'm like, dude, all they did was move it back 400 years. Oh. It's still the same fucking story. Are they story. talking about for this movie? For this movie, yeah. Uh, I thought it was all right. I thought, I thought it was, it was fun. And I, you can kind of like sit there and say, um, why is Sub-Zero still alive like 400 years later? In the games, he belongs to a race called Cryomancers, which you find all this out in Mortal Kombat Deception, like, fucking six games later. But Cryomancers are descended upon from Adenia, which is Katana's realm. And Katana's like 10,000 years old. So you can sit there and say, oh, yeah, well, the Cryomancers are from Adenia. They're kind of ageless, he too, can, or whatever. He can just cryogenically storage himself. That's his arcana, bro. He, every night he goes home and just freezes his body. Like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. Freezes his cock. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you get to that. Um, they meet Kano, which is a fucking incredible, the the funniest character and the most memorable character. Yeah, but he he's also awesome. meet, you meet you meet Sonya first. Yeah, I was about well, to I mean, say that. <laughs> I wrote in my book, but but nobody cares about the fuck. Okay, so I don't think this Sonya is blah. This is how I thought about her in this movie. Like, bleh. she looked okay, kind of cool, but yeah, she's kind of throwaway. She you know, was all right. I mean, she's like Sonya in most of the games, and I don't think this is an unpopular opinion to say that. But the Sonya's script- got some tickle bitties, though. That wasn't one of. True. I don't agree but- that she's a throwaway <laughs> character. By the way, yeah, I don't. Because okay, it- Cody. When Cole, hey, real quick, fast forward. <laughs> when she's looking at Cole Young, looking at his phone, she squats down like a mom looking at a kid, going, "What you looking at?" <laughs> that's not Sonya Blade at all. Well, <laughs> that's, that's because they have to. Talk to Cole like he's a dum dum because he is a dum dum. Because <laughs> he is. But what you I was stupid. Mortal Kombat wrong. They spelled it with the O. Are you done with your cave painting? We'll put it up on the wall. Combat's <laughs> supposed to be spelled with a U, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say was is that um I don't think it's an unpopular opinion to hold that the special forces suck. Okay? They're well the game sucks, special forces. Yeah, the game sucks and so do the <laughs> fucking characters. I don't care about them. They suck. So you don't like Don't say it. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think who else is in Special Forces. It's just Jackson Sonia. Oh, there's other people. I mean, yeah, there's direct, the ki- there are like, kids in the later Kenji. games. <laughs> yeah, there's kids. You but don't like Cassie Cage? Too, her fat com- little dumper? <laughs> the combat kids also suck. No, Takeda doesn't. 
like Kung Jin does. Kung Jin's not very good yet. Hey, funny thing going full circle of this conversation. Yeah. They filmed a third season for Mortal Kombat Legacy. It was called Mortal Kombat Generations, and it was supposed to be based off the MKX storyline. Yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> but uh, the Kung Jin character was going to be in it, and he was played by Louis Tan, who plays Cole oh, Young wow. in this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I was talking about this uh, earlier with Lance, and that, like, the first time I saw, um, uh, what the fuck? Your guys. The first time I saw Cole Young in this movie, for some reason, and I already knew, like, that he wasn't, um, but for some reason I was thinking that he was Takeda. For some reason, because the yellow body armor, I could kind of see I, that in the I just, trailer. I I had a, I don't know. I had a feeling that like, because in the games, Takeda is like part of Scorpion's clan mm-hmm. or whatever. So I just figured yeah. that they would put that into the movie. I don't know. Yeah, Takeda was kind of weird in X because he's Kenshi's son. He was trained by Scorpion, but he wears a headband. And he looks kind of like Liu Kang. Yeah. So I thought he was gonna be like the next gen Liu Kang or something like that. But they didn't go forward with the he combat was Kenshi's kids. Son. Yeah, that. the blind guy. Kenshi's dope. Yeah, the, like the Kenshi. only combat kid I had a problem with was Cassie. Like she just, it's like, do we really need another Johnny Cage or Sonya oh. character in this game? I kind of both of them combined. Yeah. I was gonna say I kind of liked her. She her fatalities are fun, but I guess Johnny Cage's fatalities are fun too. Yeah, like the yeah. like one yeah. eleven where he has to do multiple takes for the. Yeah. For the <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. This Johnny Cage. Um, I would say like super fandom of Johnny Cage just really started with the reboot MK9 because yeah. before that he was just an actor and you saw it like I think MK4 they had kind of like really bad CG um, endings where it was like full motion he was just hey guys you know he's get, he's getting an Academy Award and people throw tomatoes at him yeah but um, it's like Mortal Kombat Nine when you got to see his full personality and how funny he was it's like oh this guy's great so I think the Johnny Cage like per, uh, popularity has grown from like 2011 to now. <laughs> Yeah, with all these games. Yeah, they they definitely like characterized him a little different. Yeah, than reboot. for yeah. for the better, definitely. Yeah, unlike Kung Lao, we'll get into Kung Lao here in a minute, but because yeah. he's Kung awesome Lao. in the original games. I'm glad you mentioned MK9 again because I mean that <laughs> you only done it seven times, Lance. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> but it's good that you mentioned it again because it made me remember what I was thinking during the movie. I remember or after I watched worry. the movie, and that I think okay. Hear me out. I think MK9 is my favorite Mortal Kombat movie, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. The story mode, I think, in that is like the It's best. awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's great, you can yeah. watch that as a movie, and it looked like it's really good. Uh, Cody will remember this. He's Okay, I didn't get my own Mortal Kombat game until I got 11. Because mm-hmm. before that, I'd always go over Cody's house and watch him play, like story time. Yeah. So he got through the story mode, and then he started replaying it. We, me and him used to hang out on like... I think Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, something like when that. When he lived in Clarksville. Uh-huh. And he came over, and I would just watch him play, or he let me play a couple fights. I didn't want to fuck up his game system because I would get mad and punch something. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> I would watch him and just watch the cutscenes. I was just blown away by MK9 the way they did it. Because I saw what they did with MK versus DC, like that story mode, yeah. and I thought it was like, oh, that was really well done for the first try. And MK9 just fucking knocked it out of the park. Exactly. And everything else has just been a deviation of MK9. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think they set MK9. the standard for fighting game stories with MK9. And I mean, well, I like hell, the no, story. Nobody MK... can fucking. Yeah. I mean, I nobody like. Nobody can st- touch them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I like. And Taken 7 kind of took a note from NetherRealm um, and actually put like a similar story structure in it instead of those old crappy story modes that Tekken used to do where like you would run through the streets playing a beat-em-up and then you might get a cutscene every 30 or 40 minutes. 
I couldn't believe how long MK, uh, MK9's story mode was. I remember after I beat Shang Tsung, I was like, oh, there's probably not much left, but there was like fucking just like... Oh, yeah, it's a whole lot like, left. Yeah. yeah, it's like they went through like three games almost. Yeah, it was MK1, 2, and 3 all played. Yeah. Um, the, the only disappointing thing about it was that you never got to fight Motaro. And I understand it's because they couldn't get the, the tech to work properly with with Motaro's body. That's why he hasn't been in It games. seems weird. Like, it seems like they should be able to do it. Because, like, I don't you know. You would think so. Because uh, fighting games always have characters that have just, like, unconventional bodies and stuff. And yeah. that's no, like, stranger to 3D fighting games, but whatever. And it's funny, you know, MK versus DC, which was groundbreaking at the time now because, what, uh, Cody, when did that Marvel versus Capcom Infinite come out? Oh, gosh. 2017? Uh, yeah, I think it was 2017. So... Mortal Kombat uh, versus DC, it is what it is. Like, the main character is Mortal Kombat versus Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. The villain is Dark Khan, which is a creation when Shao Kahn and Darkseid were thrown into two different boards. <laughs> they fuck. <laughs> they fuck. We'll just leave it at that. They fuck. And have a baby. They had a baby. Well, no, they became one when they fuck. Um, <laughs> so you have to fight. You have two different sides of the story, and then you fight. Well, if you go to Marvel vs. Capcom, which is almost 10 years newer than Marvel vs. Uh, More Comet vs. DC, excuse me, they make the same thing with the villain. The villain is Sigma from Mega Man X uh, fusing with Ultron from the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> what was he called, Cody? I don't, I don't even remember. I, I think when I finished that story mode, I tried to block most of it out of my memory because it was so bad. <laughs> And the it, the reason why it's so bad, and there's polar opposites between that and uh, Street Fighter Five. Cody made this comment when I was watching him play the story. Every character introduces themselves to each other every like segment. So it's like, oh man, we're doing a podcast. I'm recording with you, Owen. How are you doing, Owen? Uh, hey. And then you're like, hey, Lance. Like it's literally like that when Ryu meets like Mega Man X. Whoa, it's Mega Man! Oh man, we have to fight Ultron. How are you doing, Zero? Or some stupid <laughs> shit. Everybody's <laughs> name is said like every other sentence, and then you get to Street Fighter Five, and it's the exact opposite. I don't know who any of the fucking people are that's not Ryu or Ken. And I'm like, they're not saying each other's names. They just know each other. I have no idea what's going on. So Capcom came to get it right, and it's you know ten years later. So this is the Street Fighter podcast, everybody. <laughs> Get to it. Uh, well, unfortunately, the reptile fight in this movie. <laughs> and fortunately, reptile in this movie. He is a cool yeah. design. They, I wouldn't even say his design's that cool. It's just kind of like Lizard Man. Yeah, they went straight up Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Cody must have loved it. Yeah, I, I appreciated that it was actual, actually like closer to a reptile design, unlike the original movie that was just Dude, he's weird. a fucking ninja. Ninja. In the original movie, he walks around as a lizard. Well, yeah, but they didn't the have... Here's the thing. They didn't have... And, you know, going back to the original movie real quick, they didn't have a set thing for Reptile. Reptile was a bonus character in the first game that had both Sub-Zero and Scorpion's moves. But he was a in green Mortal ninja. Kombat 2, he was a green ninja. In Mortal Kombat 2, he takes off his mask and he's a, he has a reptile head. And, you know, he... You know, he eats you and spits acid and all this other shit. Yeah. They didn't really know how to portray that in the movie, which I have no problem with. They come up with that stupid element where he throws the lizard into the statue, but he becomes a green ninja and he has the best fight of the movie. Yeah, and it's fine. It's fine when it reaches that point, but the lead up to it, where he's like just this terrible-looking CG yeah, lizard, of course, it's nineteen ninety-five too. Yeah, but th this reptile I did like. I didn't like that he died in the first fight you see him in. But yeah, yeah. You know. 
And uh, real quick, the the costume for Reptile in the original movie, the ninja suit, you know, he, on his mask he has a mouth that's just kind of like different from the other ninjas. Yeah. In the Mortal Kombat Conquest show, they expanded upon it, and that's where he spits acid out is from the mouth. <laughs> like that, like tobacco. <laughs> so, but yeah, and the cool thing was when Shang Tsung sends Reptile to Outworld, the Outworld, Earthrealm, he calls him by Sizeloff, which is the name they gave Reptile in MKX is his real name, quote unquote. Sorbeck. So, but yeah. Sozo. That thing was cool when you got Kano's fatality, the heart rip, which was yeah. f- fucking awesome. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was pretty dope. And, and, and the thing is, you know, obviously the actors are not seeing what they're looking at yet, but of all of them, Kano had like the best look when he was looking at Reptile. Like, what the fuck is this? Everybody else is just kind of staring at him. Like, Lewis Tan's like this, like, duh, what is that? You know? And Sonya's like, well, I'm going to be useless over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the whole fight with Kano, I thought it was cool when Reptile shot his tongue out and brought Kano over to him. It's kind of like a Mortal Kombat 2 callback for his mm-hmm. fatality, where he ate the head. And then, of course, the whole, like, and. I just hated the kill reptile. I do prefer reptile as a ninja. Yeah, me too. I agree. Yeah, so. me too, actually. I mean, his ninja form is actually what made him my favorite Mortal Kombat character. And uh, yeah. I, I've, I've liked him less and less as he's become more of like a, an actual reptile. But, you know. That and they just like, ever since MK4, they've kind of made him lame. I guess. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot going on with Reptile since MK4. He just, and you feel bad for him. And his character, he literally just wants to resurrect his entire species. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason he's serving Shao Kahn because he's a moron. You know, it's like, doop a doop a Yeah, they should have done, done something <laughs> in like the games where you like, I don't know. But yeah, they should have given him like an arc or something, like the overall Reptile character in the games. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Melina real quick. I thought it was cool, and it was different that they had an African-American actress play her. I wish she had the veil that covered up her face, and then she could expose her mouth instead of just having the mouth the whole fucking time. Well, Does that make I, sense? I like, I like how they did, because her mouth seems more, at least somewhat normal through most of the movie. You see like all like the the scarring or whatever it is going on on the sides, and then you know later when on... When she gets horny... And then Let, her mouth oh, opens up more. Yeah, when when her mouth <laughs> opens up later on, it it oh, actually Cody was really it. cool. No, I heard you. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Cody's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, she's 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 like a spider, right? She eats her mates. Uh, I, that's fine, man. She's got a nice dumper. It'll be worth it. Um, oh. <laughs> oh man, nice. She pooped all over me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Two Molinas, one cup. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Tarkov oh, way. Uh, but yeah, the, and let's go ahead and just talk about the villains. Like we already mentioned Reiko. <laughs> um, what is there to say about him? Well, he's a former professional wrestler. I, I thought it was he's Shao Kahn's general. He, he's just he's just happy. He's to be Shao there. Kahn's generals. He's you know, he's, what he's just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really weird, and uh, maybe it's just the the take they use. When Shang Tsung is inter- uh, introducing, he goes, "My loyal warriors, Cabal, <laughs> General Reiko. and Reiko looks like he's looking at something else, and looks back at him like, "Oh, you were talking to me." He's like, "Yeah, oh, bird." He's like, "What?" He's like, "I gotta take a shit." Oh, I'm sorry. What? He's like, "I heard my name." What? Yeah, he just comes oh yeah, like a- he's at ADD. He's just like, "Heard my name." What's up? He just comes off like a big doofus. 
<laughs> he doesn't even talk. He's so stupid. Yeah, because of the you know, and it's, this movie is a very Australian production, and Nathan Jones is Australian. So try you might come on me. I mean, Sonia, the actress, is Australian, and obviously Kano's Australian. We're the all director's sh- Australian. Um, we're Australian. If, and there's not one fucking Crocodile Dundee reference, and that's really pissing me off. Yeah, there is. It's <laughs> Reptile. Oh. He's a crocodile. He's a crocodile. <laughs> okay, I got you. It's a big I stand corrected. Yeah, they should have just been like, like, Kano, when he saw a Reptile, he should have been like, Crikey. Crikey, Mike. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> um, Well, you know, uh, they get on a plane. It's almost like in the Mummy movie with Tom Cruise. They get thrown <laughs> off into the desert. I thought it was cool when he pushed. Uh, he's, it's fine. She's like, it's fine, Cole. Just pull the string when you jump out. He goes, okay. And Kano just shoves him off. He's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and you hear him kind of screaming, going, ah! Um, yeah, Kano's probably the best part of the movie, entertainment-wise. Yeah. If you want action-wise, it's definitely Sub-Zero, in my opinion. We get to Raiden's Temple. You see Liu Kang and... Nothing against the actor, but he's a very tiny individual. I I don't think that's a bad thing. I though. think it is. <laughs> he like, looks very like he's very thing. ripped. Like yeah. he looks like, like oh a yeah, he's got like ripped. no body fat, but yeah, he's tiny. But he's I mean, got, like, but that's no... how like martial artists are built. They like you know. Yeah, I just because I put it to you this way: the Kung Lao character they're supposed to be at the same size, but he's a lot taller than him. Yeah, I kind of like the Kung Lao actor better. Yeah. In this, of course, you know they're playing the cocky Kung Lao. This is what I mean. I want to going to like discuss this in just a second, where the Kung Lao's got kind of like the cocky attitude, like, "Oh yeah, I'm the champion. I'm the descendant. Whatever." Yeah. yeah. Uh, Owen, do you want to talk about the MK2 Kung Lao? Okay. So I've always had this like hang up about Kung Lao, in which they've never really been able to capture his like MK2 kind of like uh, story. Not really story, Person. but his like, vibe. Yeah. Pers- yeah, vibe. That's exactly it. Because um, in MK2, Kung Lao kind of has this like, uh, like Clint Eastwood kind of cowboyish kind of thing. I don't know. He always has like his hat over his eyes, and he always has like this like gunslinger, I guess, kind of stance. I don't really know how to describe it too well, but it's the westerner. Yeah, he's got like this kind of. I don't know. It's just really badass, you know. Spaghetti and he has Western. like this air of like you know he doesn't really care too much about the Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah, and I don't know. They ever since they like redid his character for Shaolin monks or whatever, they like have like made him this like jealous guy, and really immature. And they kind of capture it a little bit in this movie, kind of the older kind of Kung Lao, but uh, they still haven't really like nailed it. I don't think. Yeah, the MK two story in Kung Lao's bio, you find out that he was actually the chosen warrior, but he walked away from it in before the Mortal Kombat tournament in the first game because he wanted a life of peace. He just saw that the tournament led to no peace and no matter what. So he wanted to be like a true monk. When Mortal Kombat 2 came around, or after the first tournament, Liu Kang ended up being the victor. But that's when Shang Tsung attacked and killed all the Shaolin monks. Kung Lao came back and swore vengeance for them. But he was always a, kind of like a reluctant hero in the first couple yeah, games. Yeah, and that's cool, yeah. Because but- like MK3, his ending... He fights Shao Kahn, but he gets. They thought he get he got killed, but he just got gravely wounded. He actually used that as an excuse to leave and go live a life of solitude, like no one knew he was alive. Yeah. But you know, Kung Lao and Shaolin monks and Ford is like, I should be the chosen He's one, like, not Liu Kang. Why is Liu Kang? He's so, so yeah, stupid. that's that's the kind of difference between the, the Kung Lao, the quote unquote timelines of Mortal Kombat, yeah. and this one right here kind of has like kind of like the badass 
but also quiet, but he's also like kind of cocky. Yeah, it's like a mix. So and it's okay. I mean, it's not like I thought Kung Lao's look was fucking cool in this movie. Yeah, yeah he looks they did an okay great. Move, yeah, and he has some awesome moments in the movie too. Oh yeah, the the the, the hat. I mean, I, I know it's a CGI and stuff like that, but the hat doesn't look bad at all when he throws it. Yeah, and all that shit, and it's like fucking looks like legit fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like I will say that other than the Goro CGI, the CGI in this movie is pretty fucking good. Yeah. About stuff like that. I wasn't a big fan of Goro in this movie. But, Some of the you know. like um, CGI of the kind of the temple or whatever they're in, them like that, I think looked kind of funky. But the actual CGI okay, of the yeah. the fights and everything I th- was really well done. Yeah, and um, I, I just remember the Taven part when they go to Raiden's temple and they walk down the Hall of Champions. They have all the murals. There is a mural of Shao Kahn. You see him with his hammer in the back right of. Uh, well, back left corner of the painting, you see something kind of like spitting up blood, and that's supposed to be Onaga, the Dragon King from Deception. That's when Shao Kahn defeated him to become emperor. Dope. There is a um, a painting of a woman with a veil over her eyes and her husband, and she's burying two people. That is Dahlia from Armageddon, and that's Taven and Dagon being sealed away. That's the painting. I'm still so surprised that you can remember their names. From I, mean, Armageddon. I, I watched somebody do a playthrough not too long of the, of the <laughs> Crypt. Not can, Crypt, but the Conquest. The but. only Armageddon characters whose name I can remember is fucking Blaze and Tavon. Well, you shouldn't remember everybody because that's, like, that's the Mortal Kombat trilogy of PS2. Well, I just mean characters that were introduced in Armageddon. Oh, um, gotcha. Blaze was introduced in Deadly Alliance. Uh, Blaze was introduced in Mortal Kombat 2, Cody. Piss well, off. Yeah. As an official character. I'm just kidding, Cody. Um, actually... Uh, actually, is the greatest Mortal Kombat character. Boba Fett's Mo-Cap. really cool in the expanded universe. You guys can piss off. <laughs> Mocap is fucking badass. Why didn't they put Mocap in this movie? Mocap's really Johnny Cage, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Cage comes back in the next movie. He's just uh, like Mocap. But, but the, there's uh, there's two more murals. There's one of Goro ripping somebody in half. But there's also one of a bald dude with a, a headband. That's actually the great Kung Lao that defeated Shang Tsung like 500 years ago. Oh, he's great. So, like... Yeah, he's real great. And that's when Kung Lao says, I'm the descendant of the great Kung Lao, champion of Mortal Kombat. And what happened was, in that part, uh, Outworld had won nine tournaments, and Kung Lao showed up, and the great Kung Lao defeated Shang Tsung. So it restarted the counter. The next tournament, Goro showed up and fuck, killed, uh, <laughs> fucked up. I was going to say fucked up. But he, said, he fucked Kung Lao. He fucked, <laughs> he fuck, he he, fucked him so hard, he killed him. He fucked Kung Lao so hard, he made some sweet love. Show Kung love. Uh, but no, he killed the Great Kung Lao, so it started over. So in this movie, they really didn't touch on it. But Goro is a nine-time Mortal Kombat champion. And in this movie, they didn't really say it. they didn't. It made it like Shang Tsung was like, "We're so honored to have Shokan Blood." Like this is the first time. Yeah, you're that's for what us. it felt like. Well, and it was. What's weird to me is when they were showing like the the pictures or whatever that kind of reference past tournaments. They showed mm-hmm. a picture of Sub Zero killing Scorpion. So was that supposed yeah. to be the end of a Mortal Kombat tournament before? No, I think that was just kind of like, um, I don't know how they got... I mean, it was really terrible because Sub-Zero Ray, has Ray long hair like, in that I picture. Just want a, I just want a memento of this moment. It's just a random we, thing. We, uh, Owen talked about it. But when he takes the kunai and he gives it to Cole, he goes, this kunai is your ancestor's. I took it from him the day he died. It's like, you're not going to need this. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hanzo was already gone when he showed up. He's like, oh, here we go. 
like Raiden just going around looting everything from the house. He's like, oh, I'm going to take this. <laughs> I'm going to take the kunai. He grabs like a pocket watch off of him and He's shit. like a Dragon yeah. Scrolls character. He's like, I also got this Rolex, but it is mine. <laughs> but he's also like Johnny Depp and Lone Ranger. He's like, trade, trade. He puts something like shitty down. <laughs> trade for something really nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just skip through it. Uh, Shang Tsung shows up. Which the only cool thing about Shang Tsung in this movie is his eyes turn black when he's in Earth, which is really cool. When he just walks around, you see his eyes go completely black, like eyeball and eye, you know, pupil. And oh, all I that. never realized. I never put two and two together that it's only on Earth when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either until he mentioned it today. I mean, I mean, I've watched it four times, so I should know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. But then he shows up trying to kill everybody, and it doesn't make any sense that he's there to kill people before the tournament at Raiden's fucking temple. And Raiden's like, enough! And then Raiden puts down a protective barrier, which, like, fucking just send them back to Outworld. You can, quote-unquote, send everybody back anywhere, which is a thing I'll get into when Cole asks him. He goes, Raiden, you can send anybody anywhere, right? Uh, fucking no, he can't. Raiden is powerless in other realms other than Earth realm, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that's why, that's another thing that comes back into the Chosen One shit, is like, okay, so... Why didn't they just set the this? rock is a chosen one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why <laughs> why didn't they just set this fucking like, movie? Oh, it's like okay, sorry, I'm whatever, sorry, bro. Pat. <laughs> I'm sorry, Owen. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, why didn't they just set this fucking movie during like the Mortal Kombat tournament? Well, this movie is kind of like a prequel to the tournament. I, but they could have just, I the, don't know. The writer says, it. and I don't know if this is him, like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, this is totally my plan. But he said that this movie is, think of it like Mortal Kombat Zero. Like, this is the lead-up to the tournament. The second movie is the tournament. And the s- third movie in his trilogy is post-tournament. Yeah. So. And then I don't, and this is just enough, Shang everyone will get their own movie. Oh, God, no. And then every, every tournament will get its own movie. Yeah, but I think it's like. This movie, like, you have so many characters. And we talked about this before at work, Owen. Yeah. Uh, this They went from zero to, like, Avengers team up already. But yeah. none of these characters are strong enough to have their own movie, so you weren't able to set it up. So you got to know every character and all the backstories and stuff like that. They had to cram all this into an hour and 50 minutes. So there's some things that, like, they do really well and the things they do really shitty. It's like, well, you know what? You could have took the shitty shit but expanded on other things and made that better. But like yeah. I said, it's hindsight. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and judge them because I do love the things they got right. Well, and then, and so then, there, there, is a, there is a basis of a good like story here. Which, yeah. which get, serves even more reason as to why they shouldn't have forced a completely original character into the film. Because Yeah, but that's right. not them, though. That's, that's Warner well, I know That's the studio doing it. But, yeah, but that's the, still a detriment to the film, you know. Regardless. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. The studio wants to make money. But yeah. they wanted a character they could control is what they said. But like, we want, can, why would they even want that if it's like, like, what are they going to do? Slap him on a fucking T-shirt? Like, who cares about fucking Koya? Oh, I totally, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, yeah. like, this is what they had to work with. Like, okay, yeah, let's, I mean, let's make him least offensive. Yeah. Well, I'm sure so if he showed up there. with Johnny Cage's powers, how pissed off would everybody be? Yeah. I'm sure there are people out there now that are like, well, they need to put Cole Young in Mortal Kombat 11 because he's actually kind of awesome. He needs to Cody, be. Cody, don't combat. say anything. They might actually do that. He needs that. to be in the Combat <laughs> Pack three. As yeah, long as he might as actually smoke do that. Don't... Reptile get added to it, then whatever they can do whatever else. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... you can use his plot armor, bro. <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> I love the plot armor. Nah, I, I just like I said when it comes right down to it, 
if they had made Cole Young like super badass and overpowered like the studio probably wanted, and he just yeah. kicked all the characters' asses, that would have been lame. It'd been really fucked up, and I've been yeah. everybody would have been pissed off. So I mean, they made him like okay, he's the main character, he can kill Goro, and because, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, like so literally, like let's make him least offensive. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. So that's why I don't hate the character as much as I could have hated it. Well, because if he showed up with like Ermax powers. Or like smokes powers, like oh yeah, we just replaced him he with just this character. Like, a who bunch the of fuck weed. Would, like oh, he's actually Johnny Cage, but he's gonna but, be Asian now. We're gonna change his name. How pissed off everybody be? The, the character's yeah. still made for lame moments, like at the end, in the final fight at the end. Like that's not what that's not what I wanted as a Mortal Kombat fan. I didn't want to see Cole and Scorpion versus Sub Zero. That's lame as fuck. They had an opportunity if when Cole went to try and save his family out of the eyes. I was fully expecting like sub zero to like kill him or something from behind. And then Scorpion would step up. Fucking Cody's just like bloodthirsty. Kill him. Fucking kill him. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, now we get another movie with lame ass Cole Young in it. So, and I, I I agree. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you guys. I'm just saying it could be a lot worse. Like it could have been a lot worse for what the studio probably wanted with him in the original script. So, like I said, them toning him down like this. Like I said, he got fucked up by everybody and killed Goro with a fucking knife in his hands. Like, so he had to have fucking help. And I don't like how they did Goro in this movie, but, you know, I got I can't, beggars can't be choosers and I got Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah. Well done. Like, like a hamburger. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I, you know, like I, I don't like Cole Young as a, like a character. I think Louis Tan's a pretty good actor. Yeah, I wish they had given him something else. Like maybe he could have been Kenshi if they put Kenshi in the movie. Kenshi, but food. you know the studio was like, well, we want our own character. I guess they saw the success that Resident Evil had with that redheaded chick. So, oh, which is funny because it's not even that movie isn't <laughs> even successful anymore. The franchise. Yeah, but I mean, how many movies they make out of it? Though? They, they made, made a shit ton, but it, it was like. 15 years ago. You know, what else, you know what else well, had six movies? The original Star Wars trilogy. I, I will oh, say. Trilogy, you know. <laughs> the double trilogy. The double trilogy, my I mean, the Resident <laughs> Evil movies were successful enough against the budget that they had to justify yeah. making six movies. And now, thankfully, they're they're rebooting it completely and the new movie's coming out this year. That has is nothing to be, do with them. Uh, okay, so, but is it going to be based on the games or what? Yeah, it's. It, I think it's supposed to be like a combination of Resident Evil's one, two, and probably three. Um, they've already cast like Jill Valentine, Leon, Chris, Claire, Ada. You know. Uh-huh. So. Um. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully it does better. But you know, I'm not super. Uh, I'm not super like into the Resident Evil like story wise and stuff like that. So I don't know anything. It's like Silent Hill. If we ever review a Resident Evil movie, I'd have to ask you guys like 600 questions again because I don't know. I don't even know if I'd be – I'm honestly not even really that interested in a Resident Evil movie. I've already seen like Raccoon City done like a million times already, to okay, be honest. Well, I'm just saying like if it ever got to it. Like, well, yeah, and th- that's not even all they're doing. They're doing a live-action Netflix series that uh, follows like Wesker's twin daughters, which is weird because the game's already established that he had a son, but whatever. And then there's a an animated movie, uh, like a CG movie coming to Netflix. Yeah, so, they've already made like a ton of those CG movies. Yeah, I know, and most of them are trash. So yeah, we got. 
I mean, it could be worse, guys, with Cole Young, I'm telling you. <laughs> Cole. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I, like, to skip to it, like, you know, they have a bunch of fights. Cole Young finds his arcana, which let's I'll go ahead and touch on the arcana thing. Oh, yeah, I, we have not I mean, mentioned, the, like. The one fun part with arcana was with, with Kano finding his. Like, that was pretty, yeah, the whole, pretty good. Give me a fucking egg roll. <laughs> I love he goes, it's not better than a fireball, you fucking pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's weird to me about Kano getting his Arcana is that, so, you know, in the games, he has, like, the the metal, like, mechanical replacement for his eye. I didn't and, know that. And, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it makes sense why he can shoot a laser out of one eye. But in this, he has he a laser two of his human dick. eyes. And he ha- he only shoots a laser out of one eye. It yeah, makes why no does he sense. shoot it? It makes yeah. Why does he shoot lasers out of both of his eyes? I will yeah, try to explain it. It just looks kind of dumb. It's it's very stupid. But and, and then what's what the fuck is Jack's Arcana? Like, oh my god, with his robot arms. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like he's on the toilet jerking the... off, and he's like, these actually work. <laughs> with um Kano's eye too, like they had reptile scratch up that side of his face why didn't they just have him scratch out his eye like exactly it was right that's what I there thought too yeah i mean well but then how would they tie it into the Ar- arcana shit like well, the arcana thing didn't need to be in there they just like jacks that they shouldn't have it <laughs> yeah but but with jacks it's even yeah like i agree with what cody just said just realize that you shouldn't have to explain really yeah. the superpowers i think warner brothers felt like well, we want everybody to understand this movie, so you got to yeah. come up with a reason. Yeah, there are some dumb dumbs so. out there that are going to be second guessing. Yeah, this. exactly. Like <laughs> I didn't know Scorpion Sub Zero were enemies or Dude. some stupid shit. How could Sub Zero um, shoot ice? The director said that they tried the Terminator looking eye thing for Kano, and they just couldn't get the look right. It just looked kind of goofy, so that's why they went with like the scratch on the face, and so and then they went into the, his power. They, they went into the goofy look of him shooting. A laser out of one human eye instead of both. But of here's the eyes. thing, though. Yeah, they could have just gave him a robot eye. Well, when Sonya kills him, she shoves that garden gnome in that eye. Yeah. So if he comes back and as popular as he is, he's going to come back for the next movie. He may just have the whole mechanical thing now. He'll be the cano we love. Right. Love him. So, yeah. and you know, um, like everybody's struggling to get the Arcana, and then Sonya kills him, and all of a sudden she has the Arcana just right there. When she does that little, the fucking. Um, the little ring she shoot, the p- little purple fireball yeah. thing, and she kills Melina just like that. Melina was actually fucking awesome, and I know Cody will say otherwise, but me and Owen really liked Cabal. Yeah, I liked Cabal. I liked Cabal on this. I liked Cabal's design, and there was nothing yeah. about like there was nothing wrong with the fight scenes and stuff. What I didn't like about Cabal was the accent. The accent just it sounded stupid when you look at Cabal, and he sounds like he's from Brooklyn. It just I thought it was alright. Well, but here's the thing, Cody. He is from New York. Yeah. But does he but have to the be from problem that New is, York? Yeah, but here's a the but, fucking Well, yeah. I don't think anybody from New York has like a normal accent compared to us. Cody, we saw me and you sound like we're from Alabama, dude. Let's not even fucking talk. <laughs> like, I don't know, Jenny. I think you should go home to Alabama. <laughs> he, well, he um, looks like he looks awesome, but and then he's just He's got this, this dumbass accent, in my opinion. The, pr- the problem I have with the accent is, okay, the guy who plays him physically is Australian, but the voice they use is played by an actor who's also Australian. So it's an Australian trying to be a New Yorker. 
doing the accent, which is just hilarious. Yeah, it is kind of off. I mean, I was fine with the accent itself, but it is kind of played up a little too much. It's like when I do my Australian accent. Oh, I might come on in. <laughs> come on in, you fucking pack ahead. I got the traffic on you. You fucking cunt. Come on. Uh, but he also, <laughs> and there's a couple things that someone noticed online doing the Easter eggs. He has the NYPD police badge on his thing from when he was a cop in his backstory. And, of course, his arms are all fucked up and, like, burned up because yeah. he, he was burned alive. So that's pretty ca- character accurate. Yeah. And, of course, at least they had the backstory between him and Kano, which was cool. Yeah. So yeah, his yeah. design was really dope. I wanted it in a game, and his fucking power, him doing the fast shit, was fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. like oh god, I, and he was actually funny when he cut Luke King's arm. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, did I cut you? I'm sorry." <laughs> he's like, he's like really actually concerned. Oh, I'm sorry, shit. I'm sorry, did I cut you, dude? I'm so <laughs> <Are> sorry. <you> okay. <laughs> um, I think your cat's about to use the other one. Oh, ball. good. I don't think we mentioned it hey, yet. Don't shit in there. <laughs> 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 You want me to call her name? Stella. Stella. <laughs> you fucking bitch. I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> <laughs> Owen has, Owen has a, uh, a spare cat staying in his house because he has a, a new impromptu roommate. And his cat's going in the other cat's litter box going, what's going on in here? She's like, mm, some shit I can eat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So. Oh Come god! Your, <laughs> your litter box is in there, dummy. <laughs> um, but uh, going back to oh, the well, volcano thing. Yeah, what, go ahead, Cody. What I was gonna say, I, I don't know if we already passed this moment, but what did, uh, did y'all catch the? I'm sure Lance caught it, but did y'all catch the reference to the original Shang Tsung actor? Yeah, is it where he's like, "My your solar is mine." Your solar, <laughs> your solar. Yeah, I fucked up. I couldn't remember what this quote was. Well, it's better than what, it's better than the line Cabal goes. He's about to get his soul sucked. I love the scream before. Yeah. I remember when he said that. I was like, "He's about to get his dick sucked." I love the scream. <laughs> and then you hear they have the intercut of that YouTube guy goes, and he moaned this loud. Oh! <laughs> I just love the image of Kung Lao with his dick out because like, about to get sucked, and he's just like he's just screaming bloody murder. That's why that's why Shang Tsung has his hair tied up in a bow. He doesn't want to get his hair in the way. He's like, ah, ah, don't do it. Ah. The soul sucking in cock sucking. Yes, the soul sucking in this movie it was fucking terrible looking. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, turns into awful. the mummy. I like the. Sorry, go ahead, Cody. I, I thought it was all right. I mean. I mean, look, you're it not going to top Shang Tsung from the... Oh, it could be worse. But you're not going to top Shang Tsung from the original movie. Why did they suck Kung Lao's little soul cock anyway? They're just trying to kill him off like he does in all the games. That's fucking stupid. It's, it's killing really, Kung Lao. Yeah. I, um, and Raiden's you know, just like, ain't have, got time for that. They have Kung Lao kill. look, I mean, really freaking badass with the flawless victory. And then he's just easily you know, taken care of by... Oh yeah, how did Same you guys song. feel about the the quotes? By the way, which one? What do you mean? Like, like, like you know when they're like fatality and K- like, Kano yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah, how did yeah. you feel about that? I thought Kano's was a little more natural feeling. Like he goes, Kano wins, you fucking beauty. I thought that was kind of cool, and then everything else kind of kind of felt yeah, forced. It was really yeah. cheesy, kind of. Yeah, I, I agree with Lance. The Kano one's the only one that really worked. 
Yeah, the rest, that of, one the rest okay. of it's like cringe. It's like ugh, even the Kano like... one. It's still, it's still the Kano one's still eye rolling, but it fits his character for it to be eye rolling. Right, the thing exactly. is, though, he's at, he, he's looking at Sony and Cole Young when he does. He goes, Kano wins. Like, yeah. look what I fucking got. And they're like, they're like, you fucking idiot. But everybody else is just kind of like looking at the screen, going, fatality or flawless victory. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because like, okay, so he does it to um, Sonya and Cole, and they're like, oh, you're so fucking stupid. But then like all the other like. Um, serious characters turn around and they're like <laughs> double double victory flawless <laughs> <laughs> which is true this is very true uh, yeah it, I, that stuff was, it kind of forced them in again you're trying to get all the video game nods I get it so it's kind of cool I can, I can forgive it it's not like you know Spider-Man 3 bad <laughs> um, we're going to let's say because we're not really going to beat by beat anymore yeah, going to the car um, wash. Going to the car wash. Like I said, Rico was kind of stupid. Jack's getting his arms. Okay, first off, Jack's losing his arms was cool. Them giving him the C three PO from Star Wars Episode <laughs> One arms. It's really yeah, his really tiny little arms when he's punching the thing. That was, was kind of cool. And he's always like, they just don't work anymore. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. Touch and that my point, if you wanted to go full cheese, they should have had him quote Marlon Brando. Goes, I could have been a contender, Stella. <laughs> um, but when he gets the Arcana and all of his arms show up as like RoboCop, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So like, his, where in the fuck did the metal parts? So come that from? was his Arcana that he gets a beefy robot his arm. Metal yes. That's like, so, would that have so been dumb. his arcana if he hadn't lost his arms? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe maybe his arcana was like, I regrew all my hair. I'm not bald anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be jealous of that power. But, uh, man, I, yeah, I just thought that was kind of weird. And he's just like, oh, I can pick up this big rock. So he went from C-3PO, Star Wars Episode One to RoboCop with his arms. And then, and the one thing I, I would say, like, the two really big egregious departures from the game when it comes to story wise. Um, what's wrong? I don't know if you want to charge that or not. Where are we at? How much? Seventeen percent. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get my charger. Um No, but like Sonya and Kano's relationship, she's supposed to hate Kano because he killed her partner and he's a he's a criminal. A criminal. Criminal I'm a criminal. <laughs> but like there's no mention of of Goro killing the great Kung Lao or Kung Lao wanting to get revenge on Goro. And then Shang Tsung is the one that absorbed the soul of the great Kung Lao after Goro killed him. And there's like no nod to that at all between Shang Tsung and Kung Lao. It's just kind of like a standard of, Hey, I'm going to kill you now. I'm going to suck your, I'm going to suck your dick. You know? I mean, soul. Sorry. Sorry. Soul. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I think it, it, that's a fault of like you were saying earlier, they're having to introduce all these characters and attempt to make the the audience care about them, while also fitting it into like a under two hour time limit. Yeah. So I mean, they just they don't have time to go into all that. Maybe they'll go into it in a future movie, but who knows? I mean, they're obviously in in the next movie they're adding Johnny Cage, and they're they're probably going to bring in Noob Cybot as well. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, me and Owen talked about that. In if Warner Brothers would put out. Like a limited series, each episode, like more come at Legacy, but a higher budget that they could introduce the characters really well, leading up to like the next movie. Yeah, like a minis, like a you know, kind of like this, or something, you, know? you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Oh yeah, that'd be. Genius. Oh, the Mandalorian. I mean, they so. might as well with HBO Max. 
Yeah, that would be, I mean, it would be awesome, but like, who knows if they'll actually do it. Hopefully, they see this as more than just like, oh, it's a cash grab. We can just go cash in more movies. Yeah. That's what I think me and Lance are hoping the most for is, is like the reason why we want this movie kind of to succeed is we want Warner Brothers to be like, oh, well, you know, there is a market for Mortal Kombat, um, you know, uh, media. Yeah. Sp- the, despite it just being our best selling video game franchise we got. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like you know, I, I want more live action, um, Mortal Kombat stuff because if you have higher quality stuff and good writing, the stories can be brought to life. Excuse me, you can be brought to life. Like I said, you watch the original movie, you wouldn't think Scorpion has a tragic backstory. He has a snake creature coming out of his hand, and he has a skull he blows fire out of. Right. And this Scorpion is like completely. You feel bad for him. He had. I mean, the most emotional part of the movie. You know, his family getting killed, and then when he sees Cole Young's family frozen, he has that flashback, and his eyes get all big. The actor's incredible as Scorpion. But, yeah, so you wouldn't have saw that. You wouldn't have saw, like, you know, oh, Sub-Zero's a fucking badass. Like, I mean, in this movie, like, he's evil and all that shit, but he is a complete badass. He doesn't show any fear. Even when he's getting blown with fire, he's still crawling, walking towards Hanzo. And even when he's dying, you know, he rips his mask off, but he shuts the MMA cage instead of trying to leave. He just shuts it, and he goes, like, for the Lin Kuei and tries to attack him again. So, I mean, Sub-Zero is a complete badass in this movie, in my opinion. And I thought the actor was great. He played him, so. We um, concur. Yeah. Let's see here. We concur. We concur. Uh, all the fighting happened. All the bad guys get kind of disper- uh, dispersed, dispatched. And it's not really climatic, climatic until Sub Zero shows up, and this one Cole Young shows up, and it's pretty funny that Sub Zero is frozen the entire MMA arena like that quickly. Like he goes in, it's like, damn man, it looks like fucking the North Pole. But it's because um, he beat one off before they got there. Scott's <laughs> uh, all over the walls. Shit. Oh god, I'm sorry. I He's love like, it. I got to fight in a little while. Oh well. <laughs> But uh, like you kind of find out Cole Young is a descendant of Scorpion, and it's funny when they're fighting in the cage. My girlfriend was like, you know, when they're fighting in the cage and like all three of them were like swinging around, they should have just went ole, like it was like a Spanish like bullfight thing. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's pretty good. I like that. Okay, all the good guys win, but Cole has to go save his family. It's really funny that the kunai that you know cole gets the scorpion still has scorpion's blood on even though it's like 400 years old yeah you you think think, it'd be like brown or like maybe yeah it's still like red i'm like (laughs) okay i can you know whatever but you know they have it really i when (sighs) scorpion shot the spear through you know sub-zero's arm and it did the little opening beats of the old mortal Kombat music no dun 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 you know almost like almost sounds like ace ventura too um but I actually, I got fucking goosebumps. And I've watched it four times. I'm like, oh, fuck, there's Scorpion. And then the one thing he says in English, get over here. <laughs> I have been studying. I've been studying English. I've been studying <laughs> <hell> for 400 <laughs> During years. During my time in the Netherrealm. Um, but, yeah, had a really cool thing. Uh, really cool fight, I thought. Not as mm-hmm. great as the opening scene, but it's still, like, probably the second best part of the movie is the ending fight. Yeah. And then they ruin it with Cole Young getting involved. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny when he shot the spear, Cole Young threw it in um, uh, Sub Zero's chest, but then Cole Young went straight up Brock Lesnar F five and threw Sub Zero yeah. into the air, and then Scorpion kind of jerked the spear and did that. 
I didn't like the toasty finisher when Scorpion just took off his mask and blew fire out of his mouth. Toasty. You kind oh, of really? saw you saw this you saw his skull illuminating from his mouth like his teeth, but it, you know, it's supposed to be like take off the mask and there's the skull. It wouldn't have worked in this movie, but you know, I to mean, me, yeah. this is how I felt. I, I, I liked how they they did it with this. I mean, it's th- that's something we also didn't really touch on is the fatalities in this movie. A, a lot of them, if not all of them, are callbacks to actual fatalities from the game. Right. Yes. Very. Very much so. And like I said, the first movie was hamstrung because it was PG-13. They couldn't do, like, fatalities and all that other shit like that. Um, But, yeah, so we get to it. Uh, Raiden says, we got to find more champions. And what was really cool, when Shang Tsung shows up and he says, um, and it's really weird because in the trailer, it sounded like Scorpion's voice. When Scorpion goes, no matter how many people you put in the ground, it's actually Shang Tsung saying it in the movie. And he says, you know, death is just another portal. And you see the cloud absorbing Goro, who I didn't touch on, but got killed by Cole Young, which was kind of stupid. Um, he, the smoke absorbing uh, Goro and Bihan. So it kind of hints to, like, Sub-Zero coming back as Noob Saibot, hopefully in the next movie. because and Goro comes back as Kentaro. Oh, God. He's like, I look like a cat now. <laughs> I painted him like a cat. <laughs> I look I look like a cat. He just, he just comes back with like the crappy like cat face paint you get at the fair or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a little bit on his nose. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'd be like, oof. But yeah, uh, yeah, Goro, him getting killed by Cole kind of sucked. And the funny thing was, he smacked Cole's wife away when she you know tried to kill him or stab him with an axe. I'm like, if Goro hit her, she should be dead. This yeah. is fucking Goro, nine time champion of Mortal Kombat. Nine time. Well, nine actually, time. Nine time. he's nine never time. been to Mortal Kombat in this movie now. I guess you're right, yeah. So I did think it was kind of cool when his arm was broke. He snapped it back into place. He's like, Rrr! But I like Goro in the original movie better. I, I also thought, I mean, he was smart, too, when Cole tries to be sneaky with the mirror in the, the barn. But Goro's just like, I'm just taking down this wall of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Because he's like, boom, boom, motherfucker. And there was one uh, funny part because, you know, he sounds kind of like, you know, ferocious. He goes, now I rip out your spine. When Cole's on top of him, hitting him, he's like, get off me. <laughs> he says it real quick, too. It's like a normal human. I'm like, get off me. wow. In that, in that moment, in that moment, I was like, yes, please rip his spine out. <laughs> that would be like, Cole, uh, Cody's like, come on. He's like jumping up and down on the couch. Fucking kill him. And then when he dies, it's like, damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Goro in the original movie, I'll touch on that real quick. It was a animatronic puppet that was uh, controlled by sixteen people, and the whole thing that was uh, the way it was put. I think it was like actually put together by Jim Henson's company, but it cost a million dollars back in nineteen ninety five to make that whole thing and to work it. So I understand why they made Goro like completely CGI in this movie because it's just been cheaper than doing like practical effect for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it and, it would look it looks a lot better. It looks more fluid than using a puppet or any kind of yeah. animatronic. And the puppet, like I said in the in the in that first movie, that's why you don't see a lot of fight scenes with Goro. You just see like a way shots because he is that big puppet. And you know, they were working with limitations, but yeah, that movie was well shot. So. I I didn't mention this yet, but um, my wife's um little brother he uh he's a big Mortal Kombat fan, and he got a um he had cancer and got a make-a-wish thing and decided to go to he wanted to go to netherrealm studios 
And so we got to go um, with them and they had that puppet there in NetherRealm Studios. And it was, it was really cool. We also got to, to meet Ed Boon. Um, and this was right before, or I guess not right before, but before Mortal Kombat X came out, we got to play it in like while they were testing it. What? Did you? It, well, awesome. This is it's fucking crazy. I remember it's him like, telling me about this. Yeah. It's like we, Dude, we was, went through this whole movie, and Alex was like, "Yeah, you know, it's I just whatever." Didn't even think that. about it. Well, Alex, <laughs> yeah, like, so Alex is like, "I was on the production team with MKX. <laughs> it's no big deal." Yeah, I did some voice acting for some minor characters in the story. And... I'm reptile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also Sub Zero because I look Chinese. They thought it worked. So, you know. What was Ed Boon like? He was. I mean, he's really nice. He's wearing like a sweater and stuff he's just not even dressed up or anything you know you should have said to release combat pack three motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) ed boone's like i'm wearing a sweater it's chicago it's really cold so you know i remember asking alex a bunch of questions like alex is this character there (laughs) (laughs) it was cold though it was like february in chicago um it was freezing but it was really like we got to do a couple things there we got to see the cgi not CJ, the motion capture room where they do all that. And then Did the they let um, you motion capture. No, they didn't do <laughs> let us do Alex that. Alex put his dick in there. He's like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a and, motion capture condom. What the fuck You put a condom on, it's like a little glowing ball. <laughs> Alex popped oh like God. two Viagra, and he's like, I'm going to go ahead and. <laughs> <laughs> they put the, the mocap ping pong balls all over your cock. <laughs> and the worst part is all guys doing it. Alex is like, it's really hard to keep a boner here, guys. <laughs> um, and then the other really, <laughs> the other really cool thing was the um, the voice guy who does the you know um, Kano wins that stuff. He. Um, came like he he wasn't there but he did all his stuff remote and he actually came through and did a recording for my wife's little brother of saying his name brendan wins and it was really cool oh that's fucking awesome that is pretty cool that, man like, combat yeah. combat pack three though win <laughs> <laughs> release combat pack I mean, three. see how this was uh 2015 and alex was like well i know you're gonna make another game in like six years and you're going to have three combat packs. Who's going to be fucking in it? <laughs> Alex had a lot of foresight back then. He's like, I'm probably going to be doing a podcast. Talking about a movie you probably hate the it. answers. I'm going to forget about this visit until two hours into the podcast. But yeah, uh, in the story, Scorpion gets his revenge. For some reason, he talks to Cole Young in Jap- Japanese and Cole understands him. He's like, for the shit I write you. And Cole's like, yeah, sure, buddy. Cool. <laughs> okay. But then, you know, he's like... Uh, you have freed me. And Cole's like, okay. Like, Cole has no idea what the fuck he's saying. He has that look like, oh, okay, cool. Just talking Japanese. Where the fuck was get over here? I don't even know who. He... Yeah, that'd be like if you saw, like, your, like, like sixth great grandpa. And he was just like, thank you, grandson. It's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is it? But then Cole's like, I gotta go to Hollywood. And they show uh, a really... It's a cool nod, the Johnny Cage poster, yeah. but it also looks like Johnny Cage from like Mortal Kombat Nine, like animated instead of right. actual really John, like a Johnny Cage. So yeah, it says Citizen Cage on it, right? Yeah, yeah. it's probably it's probably just because they don't have anyone cast, so they were like, well, we don't want to actually put a real person in here and put the get people get people thinking that oh oh well he must be Johnny Cage or whatever. 
Yeah, because they don't know. They didn't know when they made this movie if they were going to get more movies. This is like a one and done thing. So I understand them kind of like cramming everything in this movie the best they can. Um, it's just like we talked about Cody uh, on Silent Hill, the second one. How I mean, mm-hmm. it was written and directed by a woman, which is pretty groundbreaking for a 2012 movie. She just needed somebody supervising her script, somebody else to bounce ideas off of. I'm not saying yeah. she did, but the script's really because... bad. And some of this in this movie, they, I wish, and this guy, the guy is a Mortal Kombat fan and wrote the script, but I feel like he had so much. He probably wrote a lot more that they didn't shoot or they shot and just cut out of the movie. And it's, you know, it's kind of like the whole Zack Snyder thing. Zack Snyder cannot tell a story if it's three hours or, or less. He has to go over three hours. For it to even make sense. Because, I mean, you watch Batman versus Superman, the theatrical cut. It's like two and a half hours. And you're like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? You watch the ultimate cut, which is like three hours and ten minutes, Godfather 2 style. And, oh, okay, it makes sense. It's a better movie, but it's fucking long. So, I, I feel like the director did the best he could with what he had. And so did the screenwriter. And it's first time. So, I'm not going to criticize them too much. It's a first time, guys. Um... Hopefully they have a better, um, better knowledge of the product the second time around if they do make another movie. So I guess uh, we'll go into final impressions and recommendations. I'll start with Cody. Overall, I enjoyed this movie. It does have its flaws, which I think we we discussed pretty well. I would recommend this movie to if you're a fan of of action movies, if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, of course, like definitely give this movie a, a watch. Okay, um, Alex, I'll start with Alex. I'll go to Owen because I feel like he's gonna be the harshest. <laughs> Me? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I it's a fun movie, which I mean is what you want out of a of Mortal Kombat movie. I think like the it definitely has the video game feel with the character, you know, having multiple characters, the fight scenes, fatalities. So. I definitely recommend watching if you're, you know, a fan of the the games or these types of of just you know popcorn action movies. Uh, but I mean, it's not something that you're gonna be like, oh man, this story blew me away or anything like that. What'd your wife think about it? She I mean, liked she it liked her. it more than me. Um, really? Honestly, That's yeah. Awesome. Which I I. I, I... I guess I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, she kind of discovered Ultimate Warrior matches without you like a couple years back and was watching those. So I was yeah. like, hey, yeah. So she's got good taste. Um, I guess I'll go with Owen. Are you like the last one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Let me know your opinion, sir. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I liked the movie. Um, I like seeing Mortal Kombat, you know, on the screen regardless, you know. I just like seeing Mortal Kombat. But um, overall, I would say it's a pretty, like, strongly average movie. Like, if you're going into this and you're not really a fan of Mortal Kombat, I don't think you're going to get as much out of it as we did at all. Um, it's a competently made action movie. Um, that's about it, you know. But, you know, it does some things really well, and it does good uh, service to Mortal Kombat lore, especially with... Uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero, which is really cool to see. So, do you recommend it? Oh, uh, did you say that? I don't know if you said that or not. Uh, I would, I recommend it. Um, depending kind of on your tastes. <laughs> if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, you probably have already seen it. But if you haven't, then I recommend you go watch it. 
Um, if you're not really a fan of Mortal Kombat, eh, it's uh, it could, I could go either way, really. You know, neutral. Gotcha. I guess I'll go ahead and say I I recommend it for a first watch for almost anybody to see if you like it, see if you like the story. You may go into it not knowing anything about the games, and you may actually like the movie. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans are very polarized on this movie. There's not a lot of in the middle with fans. They either this movie fucking sucked, it was terrible, the story was terrible, or they fucking loved it. There are elements of this movie, like we all discussed, that are great. Like the story, like the Scorpion Sub-Zero shit is great. Um, Kano is great. Everybody else, it kind of goes down the list to like, you know, the bottom being Reiko and Cole. Like, they're the kind of the worst characters in my opinion. And Raiden, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Raiden, too. I'd put it at the bottom. Yeah. Raiden is not Christopher Lamberte. And I'll, after I get done my recommendation, I will debate this with Cody for like two minutes. But it's it's a really good Mortal Kombat story. If you take the best parts of the original movie, like the stories for Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya, and Raiden, and the best parts of this movie, the Scorpion Sub-Zero, this movie, it'd be like the perfect Mortal Kombat movie. Like, story-wise. Obviously, you have to adapt the R rating or the PG rating, whichever movie you're combining into the other one. But I think, as a fan, I was extremely happy with the first showing, the second showing. Like, okay, because I watched it right after that. I'm like, let me see if I still like it. Still loved it. Watched it in the theaters. I saw more of the flaws, but I still enjoyed it a lot, especially the good shit. And... Uh, I watched it yesterday for this podcast just to make sure I had all my shit straight. And I still liked it. I, I know there's flaws, but the stuff I really loved, I still really loved. I compare it to Venom from 2018. The story is very average in that movie, and a lot of the characters are just generic. But the part they got right about the Venom movie is Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock and the Venom character. So the core of the Venom movie is the character, and at least they got that right. So going forward, you have something to build upon. The movie may not be great. It's fun, but they got the title character like they nailed it. And in this movie, they nailed Scorpion and Sub-Zero, which is pretty much the backbone of the Mortal Kombat franchise. So going forward, they can expand upon other things and make it better. So that's just my opinion. But I do recommend it for everybody to watch at least one time. And if you're a Mortal Kombat fan... Go into it with an open mind. Don't sit there and expect um, Mortal Kombat's 1 through 4 in cinematic mode or MK9 the reboot or MKX or MK11, that cinematic shit. If you want that, just go back and play the games and watch the cutscenes. People have strung together all the cutscenes on YouTube. You can watch it. It's going to be different if Hollywood gets their hands on it, no matter what. You know, and this isn't like. Make sure you go into it with arms wide open. Yes, with Creed. Um, so, real quick, before we go, Cody, to what do you not like podcast. about Raiden in the original movie? Okay, so, and we've discussed this <laughs> um, after I watched the movie, but and it's probably just hindsight of how I know Raiden now, but I don't like, he's like weirdly cocky and sort of a dickhead, really. Um to people it just it as someone who is like supposed to be like a god over earth realm and helping these fighters like win the tournament and all that it just doesn't fit very well plus i don't like i don't really like christopher lambert's 
uh, voice that much either. It doesn't really <gasps> fit the character. Um. Okay, I can see that. I will counter it by this. Even Ed Boon and John Tobias were surprised with the Highlander being cast as Raiden. That they were, you know, like, well, he's a Japanese thing. But the thing is, though, if you watch, if you look at the first three games, the first two games that Raiden's in, you see his eyes, but he doesn't look Japanese. There's, there's no nationality. There's no really personality. The first game, he's there to destroy all the mortals, and then they retcon the story in the second game as Earthworm's protector. So they brought him in, and then they, the way they wrote the character, they bring in the Highlander. That's how I call Christopher Lamberte, um, the Highlander. They brought him in, and you know they just they made him witty. But the thing is, he's always passing on knowledge. He'll sit there and make jokes, but he laughs at his own jokes, or there's some goofy things about him. But it, you still take him seriously in that movie, where he sits there like he still gives advice. Whereas this Raiden in this movie is like, "You're too stupid. You don't have your power. I'm going to sit back on my pot and take a shit." Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really necessarily think that the rating in this movie is great either. But and but the rating's a dumbass in these new games. From I, I, MK9 to now, he's a dumbass. Yeah, well, and out of the three films, Christopher Lambert is still the best rating. But that doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't necessarily mean he's a good rating. Uh, well, see, the thing is, like when he did that movie. As the character, from then point, from that point on, they made Raiden obviously Annihilation is a continuation, and Mortal Kombat Conquest is a prequel. They those guys who played Raiden based it off of Lamberte's, um, what do you call it, his interpretation. But then in the cartoon that came out, he was still witty and funny and all this other shit. It's when you got to like MK versus DC when you could actually have well, Deception where he's like you know dark Raiden. If you think about it, Raiden's kind of a moron. He doesn't understand why the Elder Gods allowed this shit to happen, yeah. and he's well, supposed to have all this fucking knowledge. Like, we're Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movie, he doesn't seem stupid. Like, he always knows what's going on. He's just trying to give everybody the clues to, like, get through it. Like, at the end, Luke Kane goes, I guess you knew we were always going to win. And Raiden goes, I didn't have a clue. So, yeah, and then he, I, I knew it, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> hey, I don't know why you sound like Stu Hart, but that's great. Boy, can be. But yeah, so I mean, I think Raiden. I, I like Christopher Lamberte's uh, portrayal. A lot is of people it Christopher think it's weird. Lambert or Christopher? Well, he's, like French. he's French. So Lamberte differently. Oh, okay. I've heard it. Like I've always said, it Lambert, Christopher Lambert. I've only heard ever anybody ever say. But Christopher people Lambert. like recently when they review it or talk about him as a character, like as an actor, it's they, Lamberte. Yeah, Lamberte because he's Lamberte. French. So, and he's also blind as a bat. So when he stares, like you see him acting, he's literally blind. He doesn't know what he's looking at without shit. his glasses. So he's just like you know. That's why he has that kind of like glare when he stares. He's like, "Who are you?" So like, I, what I the fuck am I staring at? Do you think the Raiden in the new movie is better than the Raiden in Annihilation? Well, that Raiden also played in a porn, so I'd say no. (laughs) (laughs) The Thundercock. (laughs) They did CGI, just like they did with Alex. <laughs> Alex, what Alex left out of his story was his the Raiden from Annihilation was like, "Look, I've done this before. Let me help you." <laughs> You're gonna need a professional to guide you in. Oh god, but yeah, um, I'll be your fluffer. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's great. I can see Alex like, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> He's like, is that good? Oh well, well, no. Okay, a little tight in the crotch. We're good. Okay, good. Um, so, but yeah. 
this is fun, man. I'm glad Alex was on the show. Sorry for taking up three hours of your time, sir. <laughs> no, it's uh, all right. Um, oh, and have you picked a movie for the next episode? Hey, do- real quick, real quick context here. <laughs> Alex, I said, well, you know, I got to pick another movie in a couple weeks, and you know, Cody's going to do the Conjuring movies. And Alex goes, well, what's Owen's next choice? And I said, I promise you. I didn't say that. I said he won't pick until we record the episode. Like he will spitball and just shoot out a movie right then and there. And we've actually discussed this before we started recording. And Owen has not made up his mind yet. This oh is the moment. Gosh. I want. I want to do Freddy Got Fingered because I mentioned it earlier. What the oh hell my is god! Freddy no, it's not Freddy Got Fingered. You said the Kung Pao. No, I want to do. Freddy you said Goffinger. click. <laughs> you said click. I did say click earlier, but I don't want to do click. I want to do Freddy Got Fingered. So we're gonna do another throwaway movie. <laughs> it's a, it's a. You either love Tom that movie Green or you movie. hate it. Yeah, yeah. You, you either like it or you hate it. And I want to see so, if you guys hate it or not. So we're gonna do Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> but yeah, this was fun, Alex. Thank you for joining us once again. Yeah, thanks for having maybe, me. Maybe we'll get your brother on here eventually one day. Um, yeah, and Cody. I don't know. Cody should ever invite one of. Well, his one friend to join on the show, Carrie. I have, I have a few friends. <laughs> okay, Cody. Let's not get too greedy with it, all right? <laughs> I was over here cracking up, like, silently. He's like, <laughs> he goes, you got him good, boy. <laughs> Damn, son, you got roasted. Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh god. Uh anyway, I just want to say everybody thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I'm pretty sure we we stopped recording at 2 hours and 45 minutes. So it'll probably be like an hour and a half after Cody gets done with it. Yeah. Um <laughs> so everyone thank you for listening and um finish him. <laughs> 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 the, the silence was so fucking it was so tense there was, well there wasn't much of a silence I'm you, like finish him you're like <laughs> you could have cut that shit with the it was so but it felt like a minute of silence had passed between me laughing <laughs> <laughs> it was like 10 seconds you liked it